Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty, alongside Dave. Hello. John. Hello. We are number one. And Aaron. <laughs> hey. We will get to that, John. Stop, you know, hold, hold, hold your Jesus, horses. Jesus, look at the size of that head. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> Congratulations. Again. Championship. Again, for anybody who is not watching uh, our uh, our YouTube uh, podcast, uh, what are John, you doing? Go watch it on YouTube right now. John is uh, currently uh, drinking a Guinness. Uh, hence, <laughs> hence Aaron's comment. Nothing else. Um, <laughs> we will get to that, John, in a few minutes. So uh, just hold your horses. Uh, let's not pr- uh, preemptively celebrate just yet. We will get there. Um, Dave, how are you doing? Ah, oh, not too bad. Uh, had a great weekend, obviously. So. Yep. Um, chuffed. This <laughs> may be the best uh, phrase for it. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing? I think we're all going to be saying pretty much the same thing. <laughs> what a weekend. Um, and heads, you know, we've got a good couple, a good few games coming up now, so it's just going to get better and better. We do indeed. And John, I'm not going to ask you because you've already clearly made it forward there. Uh, spoilers, but uh, yeah, last podcast we were celebrating a, as, as Belfast Giants fans with our teal glasses on, we were celebrating a Challenge Cup victory. This uh, episode, this podcast, we are celebrating clinching the uh, the Elite Ice Hockey uh, League title. Um, so we are the current reigning defending champions of the elite and league. still and, and still yeah. um fantastic weekend uh double header weekend uh, against she- the sheffield steelers this past weekend uh where uh, it came down to the the final game uh, of that double header weekend on the sun on the sunday uh quite a, a, a tense game as well on that sunday with a shootout <laughs> shootout win um to uh solidify that that championship win which we will We're be talking about those now <laughs> we really are <laughs> uh we will be talking about that probably in a lot more a lot more detail uh later on in the show um i'm sure it'll pop up a few times um but let's get your thoughts let's let's get in there let's let's you know let's see uh john i'm gonna go to you first just because you know the enthusiasm as you came out of the episode let's get your thoughts i mean happy ha- we're happy guys here we're four four happy guys in this podcast when, with our team winning Fuck you know i'm all right <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely stunning um we knew going into the weekend that it was the giants to lose no matter how many times the steelers wanted to say it was in their hands it was in their hands it absolutely wasn't it was never in your hands you never even had one hand on the trophy lads um but going in we knew that we could probably be all right with taking one out of two of those games two out of four points would have been good three out of four would have been fantastic and put us in a brilliant position for this friday um against the steelers at home to win it on home ice but you know what there's nothing like going in to your nearest opponent last couple of weeks of regular season and winning it on their ice. And you'll just love to see it. Um, absolutely fantastic. And I have to say one other thing as well. Massive thanks to Aaron uh, and his lovely wife for hosting us on uh, the, the Sunday on Championship Day. 
um, pizzas and uh, pizzas and Premier Sport. What more could you ask for? Yeah, uh, other than I, a cha- other than a championship, and we got that. I was just about to move on to Aaron there, and I was going to say to Aaron, Aaron, obviously, uh, you were you were hosting uh, our event on Sunday. Uh, thank you very much. I for went doing out so. and bought bought you a brand new TV just for the game. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> Have you taken that back yet? You still did you keep no, that? No, no, no. I think it might, it might stay. It was nice. It's nice. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the game itself, I mean, it was a it was a, a tense game. Um, I mean, the the, the enjoyed by all as well. Mm-hmm. Like there was a four of us, the family it was all there. Everyone enjoyed it. It was a it was a great game. Yeah, it was indeed. Um, a fantastic, uh, honestly, great uh, great game. Um, on on Sunday, and Dave yourself, I mean. Yeah, definitely a tense one. You know, didn't help with uh, Premier deciding. Ah, oh, you don't really need to see the second version. Oh God, do you remember? <laughs> oh. I blocked that out. I had honestly blocked that out. <laughs> but other than that, I, um, I, it was brilliant. You were saying because you were at my house. I had when it happened, my heart sank. It was like, oh my God, it's going to be my internet that's caused this. Not that it caused <laughs> Sheffield to crash, but like we're going to miss the game because everyone's come to my house and my internet's died and we're not going to be able to watch this. <laughs> Thankfully, only for social media, people saying this is a Premier, this is a Sheffield Arena problem, this is the internet's just mm. gone down in Sheffield Arena. Um, but yeah, apparently, it was the fact that when it froze, it was right as Darcy Murphy went to take a shot in, what was it, the last four seconds of the first yeah, period? Yeah. And that was where yeah. it froze and that was where it stopped. Um, and then we suddenly started getting football highlights, which was really weird after about five minutes. We didn't get back in until, was it maybe five or six minutes into the second period? We finally got... Just, just after um, the Steelers had scored. Yeah, yeah. After, after the tying goal. But you know what? Someone put it really well on uh, on Twitter. Didn't happen. Didn't see it. Didn't happen. <laughs> yes. It's a good way to look at it. Um... Don't, don't really care if 7,000 people in the arena saw it. I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. Um, I, I mean, we will, as I, as I mentioned already, we will talk about this uh, f- further in the podcast. So if if you uh, think you're, oh God, I want to hear more about the Belfast Giants winning the league. Unfortunately, this is not the episode for you, um, <laughs> but because we, we will be talking about it quite a bit, I'm sure. I know it will pop up at least in another one section. And I think it will pop up in our stars here, period, I would say. So we'll talk about it probably more there. Uh, while we are talking about, obviously, the Belfast Giants winning and clinching the league, uh, let's just have a quick look at the current uh, standings of the league. Although the Giants have he- uh, have um, clinched this the, the, their spot, pretty much all teams have now been um, confirmed for playoffs. Um, we have got one last weekend of uh, chat of uh, league action coming this weekend when the Belfast Giants do take on the Sheffield Steelers at home uh, on Friday night and we'll be taking on the Coventry Blaze on sun- Saturday night um, for the last two games of the season um, at the moment we do have obviously the Giants clinching the league um, sitting with 55, 52 games played 84 points Sheffield are in second with 53 games played and 80 points Cardiff in third with 52 games played 70 points uh, that's not going to change so those three top three are going to be where they are and they're going to finish that way uh, the fourth fifth and sixth place is being held by Nottingham with 53 games played by 55 points Coventry fourth, Blaze fourth is now set now fourth is set as well uh, Coventry Blaze are sitting in fifth with 52 games played and 50 points and Guildford are in sixth with 52 games played and 50 points that could change uh, Dundee Stars are in seventh with 51 games played and 49 points and Glasgow Clan in eighth with 52 games played and 49 points Manchester in fifth uh, are in ninth and tenth um, not going to be moving through to the playoff quarter final weekend um, we do have one more trophy obviously up for grabs which is the playoffs and we do have an episode 
prior to the playoffs still to record um our next recording will be that weekend before the the weekend before will be the thursday before the friday before the playoff weekend um so we probably will talk a bit more about the playoffs coming up into that because we will know better at that stage as well who the final uh final four will be for that final four weekend in nottingham um guys do you just want to hazard a guess in terms of i mean is there any point even hazarding a guess at this point we will know obviously for the next podcast recording do you want to hazard a guess of who those four teams are going to be i mean do we have an idea right now of like who's playing who is that not solidified yet obviously there's been a change still to happen uh john um, well, I think right now, if I've seen the number of times the league changes this, and like this is just the, the way that we do this, we don't look up information and go look at information on websites before we record this, so I don't know. Um, as far as I know, it's still one plays eight, two plays seven, and so on. Yep. Um, so at the minute, you've got, if nothing changes, um, which it, it very well might, you've got Dundee sitting in that seventh place, but with the game in hand on the teams around them. Um, but we would be looking set to play Glasgow. Um, I would take that game more than I would take a game against Dundee. Um, Dundee have seen us so much this season and they've been that team that can beat us on any given night um, for a team that you'd think that we should be beating, uh, I should say. Um, as far as the, the top four going in, if it's the way it is now, I would like to th- I think it's going to be those top four teams that go through. Um, I think the only team who've got a real potential of uh, seeing a result through is maybe Coventry uh, against Nottingham. But that being said, Nottingham are making changes with their team getting ready for playoffs. Um, they've obviously some, but not player changes, but let's say coaching changes if you want, uh, which we'll talk about later on. We are going to talk about Nottingham, yep. Um, Coventry are that team. They are a playoff team. They always have been. Um, and you never bet against them. Um, but the other three, Belfast, Sheffield and Cardiff, that's the three other, that's the three teams I would definitely expect to see in Nottingham on that final weekend. Dave, um, obviously we've got the Giants who have taken two of the three trophies so far this season, um, taking the Challenge Cup uh, as well as the league title. Uh, could they play for a third? Do you think they have, I mean, I suppose anybody, like anybody, do you think they're in a good shot with the playoffs or do you think it's a... Yeah, so... The Giants, the, the way the Giants have played this year, um, there is absolutely no reason why they couldn't go into Donegal and do it. We do know that the playoffs, as much as it's technically the easiest trophy to win, um, it isn't always the most forgiving when it comes to injuries and, and uh, how the team plays out over the weekend. Sure, the um, that year Keefe, uh, Keefe played with a, was it a busted knee, was it? Um, you know, and it was... Uh, ended up being a bit of a nightmare, you know. So that's it's never it's never easy. Um, I have to agree with John uh, that you would expect to see Sheffield and, and Cardiff uh, really pushing uh, to get into the the final four. They're they're pushing for obviously two really good teams played really well over the year, but both of them are looking to get a bit of silverware to say this year was a success. Um, you know, I think the the Cardiff team. Um, Obviously, they were unlucky coming up to the uh, Challenge Cup and having to face an on-form Giants team that were really hungry to win. Um, and then Sheffield, you know, they did. They took it to the wire. And okay, there's what, three, two games left to let, uh, of the season. You know, that's you, you're not getting much closer to that than you do uh, winning uh, in the last game. You know what I mean? Um, and at least they can say um, they did. It, you know, they lost to the Giants, so it's, they you know lost out to the team that won it. Um, and I think that. Uh, that you know they're they're looking for something to hang their hat on to say yes 
this year was a success. Um, Nottingham, Nottingham were blowing hot and cold. Obviously, um, the injuries for two was it uh, Kevin Carr, is it mm-hmm. their netminder, um, has really hurt them. Um, and we'll talk about that later as well. Um, but as I have to say, the same as John, you never discount the Coventry Blaze when it comes to a tournament. Um, they come out of nowhere. They 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 pushed the Giants. They took uh, in the uh, the first round of the Challenge Cup. Um, they went into Belfast with the lead. You know that could have been a completely different story if they had held that lead and uh, and took it further. Um, so yeah, at playoffs as a trophy, I I love to watch. Um, obviously would love to have been there, but wasn't going to be paying that sort of money. Um, but it'll be definitely one I'll be watching on TV. Yeah. Saying that, like I know you're going to move on and ask Aaron, but it's an interesting one when you look at the Nottingham Coventry thing and like looking like they might well play each other uh, in the first round of playoffs. You look at last night's result, um, as a start off, Nottingham skating out 9-1 winners. Mm. But if you look um, at the previous Coventry game, I'm nearly certain it was a 9-1-9-2 uh, game. Yeah. Uh, the Coventry won it. Between so the two of them? Yeah, they're bouncing back and forth. So They are, but with Nottingham's changes, and... that's So again, Coventry, the last one there was... One. Uh, Nine and four, Coventry, Coventry ten. Yeah. So mm, yeah, you know what I mean. It's uh, it's points and back and forth. So yeah, I mean Iron. But you're not find that in general though. Like any time we've gone to playoffs, yes, we can look at this season and yes, we can say the top three there. And yeah, let's be fair. It's 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 you can maybe say it's fairly fairly certain that they're going to make it. But sometimes playoffs can just go. Yeah, it just changes everything. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we could be. It's it's, could it's be two games. With... You've a you've a home away, um, which, as far as I know, is still the way that uh, playoffs are going to work now that restrictions have all gone. It's still a a home away uh, sort of first leg, second leg, um, to get to the final four. So you're still talking aggregate score, which, because of the way that the Challenge Cup went no players and especially any new players to this league look at all the new guys who've won two trophies in belfast already they haven't yet had to play uh other than one round of the challenge cup an aggregate score game uh which was against coventry here and everyone's touted that in belfast as being the turning point of Mm. the season um and so many other teams uh of those other seven teams really don't have that much experience as much experience as we have let's say um, so it is still a weird thing about the elite league that a lot of imports won't really have a whole pile of experience in uh, so it could be interesting mm-hmm. that's the, that's a, a massive thing when you think about it um, yep. as being something totally different for them yeah I think it's a fair comment and I suppose uh, the last question I did have um, which was going to be direct towards Aaron was something based kind of Dave touched upon it already you know we've got the, and you've, you've kind of mentioned it too, Aaron, you know, it's that uncertainty, you know, you, you, you know, we've seen playoffs before where teams come through and, you know, we, yeah, we, we would assume one, two and three would be the ones who are going to go through and, and obviously there's maybe a bogey team between Nottingham and Coventry, we don't know they are there yet. But in terms of, you know, Dave's alluded to it, you know, we'll have Sheffield who uh, have fought hard this year, um, who have Came, came down to the wire this past weekend for the challenge for the for the elite, elite league title and um, they they're hungry they want something out of the season we also have cardiff who fell who were beaten in the in the challenge cup final in a very tough again competitive game again just without their just outside of their grasp um obviously there's a few changes within cardiff which we will talk about in period one but i mean do do i mean do do you feel that, that cardiff and and sheffield maybe have a bit of a like we have something to show we have there's something got, to there's do gonna here. be some more gas in the well, maybe gas in the tank is the wrong way to put it but 
they're I think they've got maybe a bit more pushed up against the wall, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Dave was saying about getting the silverware, but I know we're already going to talk about it, but it looks like the teams are already starting to make changes for next season. <laughs> you know, wh- wh- whether they get the silverware or not, things mm-hmm. are happening. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, um, and let's hold that because we are going to get into period one in a few minutes and there is some very interesting news that's obviously came out this week and that's why our period one, I think, is so heavy with news this week, this week more so than any of the other two periods because there's been a lot happening. Um, so we will get on to mm-hmm. that. But before we do that, I'm going to move quickly on to the NHL. Just going to have a quick look um, over across the pond um, looking at the... Uh, suppose the wild card spots for the um the current wild card spots and the current standings for the stanley cup um if we're looking at the eastern conference and the metropolitan division first as usual and carolina have clinched uh the playoff spot their top top place and playoff spot uh, 74 games played and 104 points new york rangers have also clinched the playoff spot with 75 games played and 102 points and pittsburgh follow in third haven't clinched the spot yet but they're in third with 75 games played and 95 points in the atlantic division then uh, the Florida uh, Pan- Florida Panthers sit top with 73 games played 110 points we have clinched their spot in the Atlantic Division and Toronto have also clinched a spot into the playoffs in second place with 73 games played and 100 points Tampa are sitting in third with 73 games played and 96 points they haven't clinched just yet the wild card spots are being held currently by Boston and Washington um, and again we talked about this in the last podcast but they are clearly out front when it comes to the wild card spot for, for that conference uh, with Boston sitting with 73 games played and 95 points and Washington with 73 games played and 92 points New York Islanders are sitting third or so there's no way of catching up as they're only sitting on 77 points so it's going to be between Tampa Boston and Washington for that last spot or uh, sorry for that no oh, sorry that's a lie um that's going to be Tampa I suppose it's the last spot the last third third place spot um should say is being fought between those two those teams but the wild cards we can kind of guess will be Tampa Boston and Washington they're, will show they're up play, they're playing they'll for be position in, at this yeah, point they'll be in the Boston they're, they will they're be in, in the playoffs they're playing yeah, for position correct yeah. uh, over in the western side of the country and uh, looking at the central division Colorado are the only team so far to have clinched a spot with 73 games played and 112 points. Minnesota are in second with 72 games played and 96 points. And St. Louis are sitting in third with 73 games played and at 96 points. Uh, over in the Pacific Division, Calgary sit in first place with 73 games played and 99 points. Edmonton are in second with 74 games played and 90 points. And Los Angeles are in third with 76 games played and 88 points. Wildcard is currently held by Nashville and Dallas. 73 games played apiece. Uh, 89 points for Nashville and 88 for Dallas. Uh, Vegas are sitting there with 74 games played, 85 points. Not too far behind Dallas. Um, so there is still uh, a lot to play for when it comes to that wildcard spot. Um, so we have got another, I think we've got another weekend left of play or another two weekends of left of play. Yeah, two weekends left of play. Um and uh yeah, so we'll we'll see where we are. Um we'll know we'll know more about the, the playoff uh standings and the Stanley Cup uh roundup by the time it comes to our next recording, as far as I am aware. Um guys, let's just have a quick t- chat about it and kinda of get your thoughts. Um Dave, let's start with you. Um sitting there obviously uh in the in the central division second place. Happy day, yeah. happy man at the moment. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be uh but wouldn't be complaining about it. Uh, still a game in hand. In that second spot, it'd be nice to get uh, another win, uh, make a bit of a gap between us and St. Louis. But uh, yeah, it's not bad. Seven, uh, seven, one and two in our last ten games. You can't really sniff at that. And a really, really good win against Edmonton, um, just there. So um, yeah, it's the the t- when the t- when the team clicks, um, they they're unbelievable. They went through a fantastic home run 
Um, I think it was five wins uh, on the trot. Um, you you can't you can't really look past those sort of home wins are, are critical. And hopefully, if we can finish uh, in a decent spot, we'll get some home advantage to start off the the playoffs. Yeah, uh, same question to you, John. Uh, I mean, sitting in a playoff, uh, sitting in a in a wild card spot this time. I mean, you're hoping to hold on to that spot. I'm guessing. We're hoping, but um, things are getting touchy. Like we we talk about this all all the time. The Western Division is just the division of death, and the um, Central. Uh, or sorry, Western Conference, the Central Division is just um, absolutely desperate at the minute. Like we, we desperately need results. Um, I am not confident in that wild card. Um, we have a lot. We have a number of tough games to come, and we keep switching between netminders at the minute. Saros is hot when he's hot, but when he's not, he is terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> in much the same way that Pecorini was for us. Um, interestingly, Dave, your wild are absolutely running on flower power right now. It he's, has to be said. Uh, he's had a fantastic few games, um, and he's getting the starts he wasn't getting in Chicago for for the wild. Yep. Um, uh, and he is showing why he's a, a Vesna Trophy winner. Um, he's been fantastic. Um, for the few games he started, I think he's only lost one game. Um, for yep. starting with us, and um, and it's pretty much been, um. Calm then flurry, calm then flurry the whole way through, and uh, you, you like any day of the week you can pick, uh, you can pick either of those, and they can run you through to the, to the to the game, and and I think a big chunk of that is there's a huge um, defense focus as part of the Wilds ethos, which means that a a netminder that has probably more time on the puck um, than they would do in say other teams that are more forward focused, and um, mm-hmm. so it's 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 uh, it's definitely been good, definitely been good. We'll flip it then. I was going to say, right. John, cheer up. It could be worse. You could be last in your division. <laughs> <laughs> you're going for that, you're going for that uh, number one pick. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a number one pick that, when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flyers, Flyers have won the draft lottery, I think is what everyone would say. Yeah, I think that's what um, it is. <laughs> Marty, what about you then? You're the only one out of us who's clinched. You're through the playoffs. Clinched uh, through. Um, really good. Cl- clinched or clinched? Clinched. Uh, clinched. Uh, we've clinched the season. Um, You're clinched. He's clinched. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, great, great performance. The the second, um, you know, the se- second successful Keith has done really well this season. Um, you know, has really you know pushed the team along, and I think it's really helped that uh, you know Austin Matthews has been on another level this season he's just been completely like i mean big brick in the record uh single season goal record for the toronto maple leafs with 55 goals um is last he week. fulfilling what he was supposed to is he doing it now By, definitely i mean there's no argument he is you know you know is he, is he argu- that guy does he get does he get the leafs back i know that we'll talk about this more when playoffs really start is he that guy to get the leafs back through first second maybe into the third round i have or, hope. Be, or beyond well, i have hope but it's not just him on his own you know I mean, I mean he's had a fantastic season um but you can't look past you know Murner and stuff who's had a fantastic again some really outstanding players this year uh, it's been a really good solid performance and our our, our net minding as well has been has been is uh, again just the same it's just from from right from the front to back it's just been phenomenal really good season for them uh, there's a bit of obviously the same as well we, we had a bit of a dip and um, there's a bit of a concern obviously mid-season around about christmas time around about november december time and um, but the f- you know they've come come on well i mean the fact that we've now clinched the the the, the spot for the playoffs 
that's hope. I, I have hope, but you're going to laugh at me anyway because I always do have hope. And then we come up against Boston and then it's all gone. Here it's comes all the window. Boston. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens as the playoffs draw on, as the playoffs move on. Talking um, about Austin Matthews, he's sitting currently number one goal scorer in the NHL. So. 58 just, goals like you can't uh, you can't go far for that like just a phenomenal I, I just think he just had a fantastic season this year um and i just think you know there's no looking past him i think he wants a good run um and he's been very open and very honest about it he wants he wants to have a really good long run um in playoffs um i think that's what he's been what he's been hoping for and um i just i hope he gets that because i think he deserves it so we'll see we'll see what happens we will come back to um obviously the nhl news um come second period because we do have a bit of a, a fun story um relating to the wild um when it comes to the uh period two so we'll hold on to that and we'll talk about uh, the wild again in period two um guys if you're happy enough um i think that rounds up our um our overview of our standings and stuff um and our pre pre a pre our pre game talk um if you're happy enough what preamble. We'll, do is we'll preamble we'll get moved on we'll get swiftly struck into our period one of hockey Okay, period one is a roundup of uh, news stories and coverage um, of anything that's hit the headlines um, and newsworthy stories from across the Elite Ice Hockey League and across the UK in general, so NIHL as well as SHL, wherever it may come, um, we will have a bit of a chat about it. We do have quite a few stories in this period, period one. Um, I'm going to start as all, I'm going to start off with. Um, you know what actually john i'm going to start off actually with your first one i'm going to ask you to talk about the uh this coming weekend um obviously we had we have two we had two uh champions two champ we've won two championships so the giants have won two championships so far this season in the challenge cup and also oh, the elite league ice, the <laughs> ice hockey league uh john this weekend um uh, we have a, a, a i suppose a special start to the game on friday did you come to me because this is a banner story? Uh, maybe, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought this is really cool for a couple of reasons. So, obviously, like you said, the Giants have won two two of the, the competitions this year in the Elite League. Uh, we've just won the Elite League Championship. Um, and we also, a few weeks ago, won the Challenge Cup. So, this weekend, uh, in less than two days from when we record right now, the Belfast Giants will lift the 2022 Challenge Cup banner to the rafters of the SSE Arena. Um, guys, I think this is mostly interesting because I think, if, if I'm right, this is the first time that a banner has been lifted while the same team who won the trophy are still going to be that team. So the team that won it is still that full squad who won that trophy and that's going to be lifted to the rafters with them there it's not a start of the season next season thing it's they're still there and they're going to lift that banner i think i think you're right um this would be the first time I, that i can remember that we've or that we've lifted a banner while the team are actively playing we've had in the past where we've had banners being raised at a special like banner evening post season where the remaining team anybody who remain any of the players who, who are still here in in belfast who at the end of the season came along to it i think we've done that once or twice i think maybe dave maybe i'm wrong maybe i, I completely got it wrong but as you say normally what happens is they they, they wait until the first game or the, the first competitive game of the season and then they raise it then and therefore the players from the previous season don't get to see it so this is great um this is this is i mean it's a banner moment if you like um, for the, the team, this is looking like a high... Oh, it's not looking like... This is a highly successful Belfast Giants team already. Um, they've got 66% of the trophies that are currently on offer this season already in 
the locker room there um, and the fact that they're going to stand there, be able to stand there and see that banner lifted up into the building where it's going to hang forever. That to me is absolutely fantastic and absolute top drawer by the organisation to get this done while those guys are still with the organisation. Will that be before the game? Yep. So immediately before face-off, um, the banner will be, well, I say lifted in sort of, Elite League and sort of Giants terms, I imagine there will be someone with a really long string that's tied to it while it's rolled up and hopefully when they pull it, it falls properly. Because I know when they do jersey retirement, so like uh, Shieldsies for example, because they hang off the bridge uh, what they do is have that rolled up and then a couple of guys let go and unfurls there. Well, I think, just, um, I think so that, just, that's what happens with sheds. I, I think they just so I don't, I don't know how I don't know how they're going to do <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do the uh, Challenge Cup because those go right up in the rafters. Um, so they, they, might how... just, uh, they might just make space on the bridge and run for it and then just move throw it, it off the bridge. Yeah. yeah, and then put it up later. I, know, I, think, I think they'll have it up on the rafter already like they did the last time. They'll have it up on the rafter. Someone will be up on the, the top rafter. Oh, part on the gantry? Put, yeah, and just push it over. I always forget there's a walkway there. Yeah, there's always a walkway. forget that. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're proud of that. Uh, you, as you said, we've got 66% of the trophies so far um, and only uh, half of that is currently probably i think um i don't know if they fixed it with maybe some glue or whatever but it looked like so it's fixed the this photos, week <laughs> the photos that have been coming out um so today for example there was a, a giant osc event uh, which looks like it was absolutely fantastic the uh the folks that are members of the osc got to go down to practice um get some photos with the trophies and stuff i did make a point of zooming into the challenge cup trophy it does look as if it's been fixed Oh, nice. Uh, there is. It doesn't clue. look. It doesn't look like it's held together with silver duct tape anymore, um, or with the 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 best see through sticky tape that money can buy. But I was also I was also wondering because this time around you, you the the people were getting photographs taken with them standing behind it, you know, not touching it, whereas previously you were allowed to like lift it. That's not lifted because it'll fall apart. See, my thing is, um, and Marty, you and me have a photo with the Challenge Cup, the old, the previous Challenge Cup. Um, where no, it was we not that one. To... No, it wasn't that one. The previous one that had handles. Okay. The really cheap one that yeah, yeah. we absolutely destroyed. Um, that one, I think we were allowed to lift it because it had handles. Okay. Uh, this one doesn't have handles. I think that's that's a design flaw. That's why it broke at its weakest point. That's where everyone wants to grab it is uh, is by the the narrowest point. Although the one the, the only benefit of the the challenge cup, I did know I noticed this from actually from the, the obviously the Giants put up a video of the, the the players celebrating when they got back. They obviously went to off ice the 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 bar within the arena, the new bar in in the SSE, um, and they obviously brought along the challenge cup to drink out of because. <laughs> The Elite League Cup is not other way, solid. Other way around. Oh, it's other the way around. around. Challenge Cup is the one with Challenge holes. Cup. The League tro- Trophy is the one the that one you can drink out of. Okay, there we go. Um, so yeah, so it was then that makes that point completely relevant then. Um, <laughs> <but yeah, so laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, so this coming weekend, Friday night, uh, get down before the game and the banner will be unveiled. Uh, I'm going to move on to my story next, um, and this is obviously the story of uh, where we're, we're going to put out a warning, suppose, before we talk about the story. Um, you know, what we're saying is, you know, hide your sisters, lock away your dogs. Uh, there is news this week coming out of Glasgow uh, that they announced that the head coach and head of hockey operations, Malkin Cameron, um, has been re-signed for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, he signed this last past week and he will continue his work with the clan um obviously which began this this year um which he, i think he's got on i think what what they kind of mentioned was he's got uh still something to 
prove in terms of being worth the organization um they he's obviously done quite a lot for them in terms of their their plans to get back on the ice following the the covid absence as well as the whole issues around we know at the start of the season they had an issue around their security around their their arena in terms of whether they're going to be playing and all that thing and i think cameron had a big part to play in all of that in terms of being the uh, the, the hockey operations uh, manager as well uh, i mean this is great i mean we i joked around a bit this earlier on that we um that if anything malcolm is he's, he seems like a genuinely nice guy in terms of from what i've heard from people talking about him you know he just seems, he seems like a genuinely nice man um, but also else, if nothing else he does bring along a lot of comedy to uh, his, his comments his off the cuff remarks his his sayings his little the league need quirks. to protect this man no matter the cost <laughs> if the clan fire him uh tony smith needs to seriously consider bringing him in at the steelers um and just do something with him uh bring him in give him hicksy's job i don't care this man has to stay with the league just for his media interviews alone I mean, it's it's a great. I think uh, I think we can all agree that I think it's a really good investment for the, the clan. You know, I think it's a really strong idea. It's really strong that they've moved already to secure uh, his employment for next year, secure him as a as their as their lead person to lead the team moving forward. He's done a great job enough. He's done a good enough job this year. You know, obviously working with what he could. Um, you know, hopefully he does more next year. In all seriousness, that that's the one thing that you've said. It it, it gives some security to the the clan. It gives some regularity going forward for next season it's not a case of one in one out uh, which has been the case sadly in Glasgow for uh, a little while Um, but getting a bit of regularity with the coach getting to know the getting to know the arena getting to know the city that's going to help their um, recruitment for this coming season uh, that they're going to have Malcolm there He, he understands what he can go shopping for as far as players are concerned but he can try and sell glasgow to these guys uh, or brayhead uh, east renfrewshire um to uh, these players um and yeah a good we're a starting good off on league, the right foot exactly a good elite league needs uh, a couple of good strong scottish teams let's be perfectly honest uh and it's not coming from fife and between omar pasha and malcolm cameron uh, in dundee and glasgow I'd like to think that those are two teams that continue on the strengths that they've got. Uh, and look, they're both in uh, playoffs. So that's that's where we are. I completely agree with John. It's, it's you know, they, they had a rough start to the season. They've had a rough season with not, you know, not having the arena sorted out and all of that kind of stuff as well. So having the arena sorted out, having him locked in, as I say, it's it's means that there's less to worry about starting next season they can just focus on it so yeah fingers crossed all gets better for them we we talking about obviously uh one coach in uh staying around let's move on to the next story and this is a coach that is actually out already even before the season came to an end uh this week was a bit of a surprise announcement it's a bit of a surprise news coming out of cardiff um this past friday in which the cardiff devils announced they had already parted ways with jared skald uh he had joined the season he joined the devils ahead of the 2020 2021 season which was called off and therefore he made his debut this season for the 21 2022 campaign and he led the key the team to the challenge cup final um this season however the 
managing director of the Cardiff Devils put out a statement this week and said, I'd like to thank Jared for his contribution to our team over the past season and during the year we missed because of COVID. The Devils organisation has a great respect for Jared and we wish him all the best in his future endeavours. Uh, assistant coaches Brody DuPont and Neil Francis will take over the coaching reins for the remainder of this season. So the Cardiff Devils without a head coach and will be looking to replace a head coach as of next season. I mean, this came out of, I feel like this came out of out of nowhere. I think this came out of uh, left field, really. Um, I, don't, I, I was surprised to think as anyone you know obviously the, the the Cardiff Devils didn't feel like they were doing too badly this season you know getting to a Challenge Cup final third in the league okay maybe that wasn't acceptable for the Cardiff Devils um and then obviously still still within a shout for the playoffs I mean Dave um come to you first I mean this is this is quite an early announcement for them to, yeah. to make this decision do we feel it's a forced out or do we feel that he's walked yeah, away uh, well I think he always struggled with the fit of the elite league. He never really, like, if you watch his um, reactions on the bench and things like that, he never really gelled with the sort of um, not so consistent refing. The you know um, the the however Hinks sort of laid. I think he expected to be able to do do more. If you know what I mean. Um, he, you know, definitely thought um, the he should have won a lot of the games that he didn't, um, and I think that the, they just didn't didn't gel between him and his his direct, like the directors and his team and stuff, um, and I think it's probably been a mutual thing. They have went look, you're not happy, we're not happy. That's that's just part ways. Yeah, John. I mean, do you have a different? Do you have different thoughts on this? No, What's... totally, totally different view on this. Uh, to Dave, like I accept that, like the organization are going to look at this. Todd Kelman is going to look at this and go, Challenge Cup, which is traditionally a trophy that they are really in the run for. They were nowhere near this season. Um, the league, they were all season. They were a solid third place. Like I, they, I don't think they were ever really challengers for the league. I think there was maybe. A couple of weeks at the start of the season where we thought they were really in for it and then they just fell away completely with um really middling results uh really not going anywhere to me this isn't uh this isn't a mutual walk away from both parties this he has been fired like you you look at this statement in particular there is not a single reference made by jared scald in that entire statement jared scald has given no statement with regards to this decision, he has been fired. One hundred percent, he has been fired. Um, my other one, like something has happened in the back room because two weeks before, or sorry, was it three weeks when this announcement was made before the end of the league? Admittedly, those three weeks they're not really competing for anything. But you've still got two weeks of playoffs. You've got a home and away um, series to get to the final four, and then you have a final four weekend. You've two weekends where you've a trophy at the end of four games to get rid of a head coach with four really hyper-competitive games to go, that's a massive decision. Something has happened in Cardiff, and that is why he's gone. Otherwise, if you've got issues about where the team has gone this whole season, you can live with that, because you've still got the chance to win a trophy. Something has happened behind the scenes here. That's why he's gone. That's a fair enough comment. I think that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Allegedly, just for anybody listening out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just in case oh, yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. Allegedly, 100%. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, allegedly um, is probably. In my learned opinion, learned. something has definitely <laughs> happened. Um, Aaron, in terms of Cardiff Devils, obviously taken last season out because obviously last season didn't happen because of covid and stuff um but we kind of knew coming into this season obviously there was some massive changes for 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 cardiff this year and we kind of surmised at the start of the season and we kind of discussed cardiff this season in relation to the fact that they had lost a i suppose almost like a franchise player for for the cardiff devils almost two franchise players actually we should say um you know they lost a, a goaltender that was solid for them they also lost a head coach the head coach that was there for the devil for the devils for long enough had walked away you know obviously over covid and everything before covid and stuff and that was announced obviously prior to the covid season i mean uh, was it all i mean there were do we do we surmise that cardiff were expecting big things from jared and maybe just that hasn't transpired i have to admit i'm kind of leaning more towards john Allegedly. <laughs> so allegedly. I am. Uh, <laughs> um, allegedly, you're leaning towards me, or allegedly with what I said? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with the amount of change that ha- we have seen with those players being, uh, those, those amazing players moving on, you think that they would have given them a bit more of a chance. Like, the, like the, yeah, okay, they didn't, they weren't playing as we think they should have like they're like they're third okay but they're they're not it's not as close as the Steelers and the, and the Giants and I think the thought is that they should be that should be a really a, a, a three-way race at the top not not just the two um but for not only giving him one season to try that and he hasn't completely fallen on his face like they're third they're not down at the bottom. And they're so, third behind for, a very good Belfast Giants team and a very good Sheffield very Steelers, good Steelers team. team. Yeah, yeah. And they're way, way ahead of a middle-of-the-road Nottingham Panthers team. Exactly. That's... So so they haven't done terribly. He hasn't done terribly. But it's maybe, as you say, not as strong as as hopes would be. But, of course, you, you bring in a new uh, uh, head coach... What do you expect them to do? Of course, you're going to hope to get number one, but just because they come third, yeah, there's there's something else going on there. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, John, <laughs> you kind of give us a good segue there. Um, we obviously were talking about we we're talking about Cardiff Devils at the moment. Obviously, the the uh, in terms of like where they're sitting, you know, sitting third, uh, playoff runs still within their grasp. You know, they're yes, maybe they didn't seem as they didn't seem as a scary team to face off against this season, maybe compared to previous seasons, if I, I think I'm right enough. But you mentioned the fact that they are, uh, a, you know, they're, they're ahead of a, you know, a, a, I suppose a struggling Nottingham Panthers. And that takes us on perfectly to our, our next story. And that is the Nottingham Panthers in terms of this week, uh, the Neil, Neil, uh, Neil Black in a, a, fetch, a fetching turtleneck jumper, which just completely distracted me the whole time um did a it did an interview um did you swoon, marty did you no it was more like a what the hell is this man wearing <laughs> i was like you know only one he's ma- dressed oh. do you know what he's dressed like i was gonna say generic bond villain but it's not he's dressed like blofeld it's it, like, it's it's insane there's only one man in this world who was ever able to pull off um a turtleneck uh and that was steve jobs uh the second man is george russell uh f1 driver george russell he's been 
you know, manning those uh, those turtlenecks recently, but uh, this is just a ridiculous turtleneck. Anyway, let's get off fashion, because uh, I'm not one to talk Didn't about fashion. Did Wallowitz pull off the turtleneck? <laughs> he did, yep, good point. Yeah, he could also pull off a good turtleneck. Uh, but this Welcome week... to the Door 14 Men's Fashion Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week, uh, he did have a 15-minute... He did give a 15-minute interview in which he talked about uh, this this season currently um you know some of those sound bites that came out of that uh one of the ones that obviously has been published by the Nottingham panthers was that we absolutely should be uh every single year competing for every single trophy doesn't mean you're going to win every trophy you might win none but we should be there competing and that is the aim of this club uh he went on to make a few shall we say controversial uh comments including um you know uh criticizing the uh, the goaltending this season he also criticized the uh Gil Doucette and um, talked about whether or not his position was secure or not for the next coming season. Again, there's some doubt around whether or not his position will be there. Uh, he did obviously talk about obviously the coaching jobs and the fact that, you know, obviously um, who will be connected with that coaching coming, moving forward. Obviously, they've got a, a caretaker coach at this current time. Um, and there was comments made about like 2022-2023 season is a, a do or die season is a, is a comment that he made. Um, did you uh, did you guys uh, like listen to the, you know, did you did you see the interview? Did you listen to the interview? John? I listened to bits yeah. and pieces of it. Um, there, I'd, I'd be honest, I don't have 15 minutes to spend on Nottingham Panthers at the best of times and I really didn't this week because uh, we won a championship. Um, but going through the comments and things and looking at people, obviously people who've got a vested interest in this team and like Panthers fans, um, they're not overly impressed. And look, they haven't been impressed with Neil Black for a long time. Um, but to come out and like publicly criticise the, not just certain elements of the team, he was very critical of the hiring of Tim Wallace uh, as head coach at the start of the season. That is clearly a Guy Doucette decision so he's through his interview he's been critical of Guy Doucette and he's made a point of going well look I don't know if Guy Doucette's position as director of hockey is going to be a secure one in the future that's not something you tell the fans that's something you tell Guy because at this point in time again this is an organization who are going into playoffs they've got a secure spot four good games and you've won a trophy and it's not to say that you forgive all the wrongs of the whole season because you win four games and lift a trophy, but you don't come out and criticise the team in this way when you're still in competition for something. These are weird, weird decisions that are being made by senior management across the league. It's incredibly weird. Um, put that against the, the background of the um, Nottingham Arena making an announcement a week and a half ago, roughly, about um, this special club that you could uh, pay 140 quid Joke. to get to get access through a VIP door, which a lot of their uh, season ticket holders said, do we not get that anyway? Um, you get not anymore. Slightly, slightly cheaper, <laughs> slightly cheaper booze and access to a bar that has no view of the rink. Um, now, cue on that one. That's on top of a season ticket. Cue almost every Belfast Giants season ticket holder going, we get all that for our season ticket. And we get every game through the regular season and, normally, all of the Challenge <laughs> Cup games um, through the group stage. And <laughs> Nottingham fans just going absolutely nuts, going that they're paying more than most for their season ticket. Then they're being expected to be in this VIP club to get early access to the arena and all these things that other season ticket holders already get 
Then they've got an owner who comes in and criticizes the entire team and makes statements that completely destabilize the core of that organization. Who would be a Nottingham Panthers fan? It's insane. It's the most toxic relationship between ownership, team, fans, and occasionally arena as well. It's mental. I have no idea how they've been so successful for so long and keep so many fans. I, 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 Reading through that those tweets, there's there's I haven't seen any positive tweets like under underneath it. It's all just like the very top one. You sit on a throne of lies. Yeah, I mean <laughs> fan, fans. Are, there's no doubt fans are frustrated and fans are annoyed about what is going on from top. You know, from right from the top, from management positions, how the fans are being treated and everything else. Like you said, John, the fact that they're now trying to capitalize on getting more money through an idea that. It's kind of where other teams are doing it already within their season tickets. Dave, coming over to you just on this. Obviously, you know, we mentioned the fact that, you know, he criticized um Guy Doucette and about the, you know, the running of the team. He criticized the 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 hiring of the coach this season and, and what next season he hopes will be the coach for the next season. He talked about in this he talked about in this uh in this interview which has transpired in some ways and we, we heard about this today and there was another interview was released today, but not on social media channels, which is weird. But there was a, an interview done where they talked about coaching and obviously the uh, Panthers brought in a new goalie last night, uh, a quite a young goalie uh, from Manchester who played last night in a pretty good game, obviously playing for Nottingham and obviously they had a good successful uh, scoreline last night. He played well. Um, but they, there was other names and there's a, t- there's a player obviously that we've already talked about on this podcast who Nottingham moved to get and have brought in but can't play and as if they didn't know that they couldn't like as if like how did you know you wouldn't be able to play this man yeah so there was a whole um, debacle where obviously Nottingham don't really delve too deep into rules you know um, they play fast and loose with them um, and they made the move to try and sign Ben Bounds who had been playing outside of the UK um, under the IIHF rules um, past the trade deadline, you cannot uh, tr- uh, bring players in from outside your own own league. Um, you can't get your international trading card to, to bring them over, um, which means they are invalid to play in your league. Um, so Ben Bounds is now in Nottingham um, and will be acting as a goalie coach, um, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but he's there for no. It's just oh, my, the, the whole, it's the whole situation. It's the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they haven't uh, they haven't thought about it at all. What I would say about Neil, why Blacks, do I feel like it's going to be um, a Scooby Doo moment? You know that they pull off the goalie's hat. <laughs> it's good. It was me the whole time. <laughs> but one thing I would say is um, Neil Black has form of this, and this is why he hires people like Doucette. Um because he likes to have his team at arm's length and if something goes wrong oh no that's that's uh, that's Doucette's fault that's that's not mine that's Doucette's fault and then when it all goes well oh yeah no no that was me that was me I hired that guy I did that right that's 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 all well and good okay so we had the statement that came from Neil Black and his whole back and forward that came a week and a half ago the Guy Doucette interview was released today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so he's already been criticised by his boss uh, in an interview circulated by the team. He then comes out and basically admits he didn't know the rules. We brought, we tried to, and he says in the interview, I listened to it, we tried to bring in Ben Burns. 
the rule said no. You're director of hockey. You should know the rules. The, yeah. Who the doesn't know he, those rules? Yeah, he, he didn't really pay attention at all. Like He was following the elite league rules over emergency goalie recruitment um, and didn't bother to check the WIHF rules. So why um, is he getting paid as a director of hockey? But even better than that, that entire interview was a train wreck. Like oh, yeah. I, I sat and watched the, the few minutes of it. Who in the right mind at Nottingham thought that that was a good interview to put out into the public domain? Now, admittedly, they didn't really publicise it. It's only on the YouTube channels and it's not on their socials. Why is it on their YouTube? They, they had it, to get out in front of it because... Well, they had to get out in front of it because obviously Ben Bounds, uh, his, st- his stance has changed. He is marked as now a, a sign for the Nottingham Panthers so that, that that would have came out and they would be going, where, where is he? If you know what I mean, that's yeah. that's all well and good. Announced that he signed for next year. I mean, that's clearly what the what the thinking is. Well, that is, was my. Does that... he come back? But he's he's obviously not. Again, he mustn't be signed for next year yet. That was um, my that next. Was the... That was my next question. I was going to ask. I was going to. I was going to actually say, do we think this is a a statement saying that they they've moved towards Ben Bounds for next season? Or I, I think that that'll be the logical step. They're going to throw a lot of money. Um, remember the year they uh, won the league. Um, the year before they had a really close run um, and then the next year they came in and won it and they spent an awful an awful lot that of was money their that, revolving, that was their they needed three team buses uh, to, to move <laughs> yeah. everyone wasn't it yeah. um, they, they, as soon as an injury cropped up they got guys in and, and they kept you know the team moving I would almost put money on seeing a, a, a lot of big signings uh, really quickly um, Ben Bounds probably being one of them um, you believe that and was to 10 be fair, years ago I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than their pre. The one their league before that was what was fifty. Uh, for the fifty years of hurt or something. Yeah, fifty years of hurt. Yeah, fifty six. Fifty six years of hurt was it? Fifty six years of hurt. Yeah. They uh they went uh, without winning it. So, um, but yeah, there'll be. I could see a lot of big signings coming in. Um, and it'll it'll all have to start with a new head of hockey operations, which will probably also be their head coach. They'll amalgamate those, get a big paycheck. Yeah, I would, what I would say right. is, yep. you know what that that entire interview reminds me of. Remember the uh, Walser yeah. uh, interview? Um, you have to have to take it in perspective. You can't win it every year. Mm. Who can't? Who can't? Manage, who can't? manage your expectations. <laughs> manage your expectations. Manage your expectations. Yeah, manage your expectations. Yeah, yeah. 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 Two out, of, two out of three, big man. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, guys, we'll move on to our yeah, next. More story. importantly, yep. Did Did Neil Black say where he buys his polo next? <laughs> somewhere somewhere none of us can afford <laughs> uh before uh, i'm going to move on to our next story and john i'm going to come back to you um you've got two stories for us um so you can choose which one you want to do yeah um i'll do the scottish one first just a very very quick mention um the snl uh, was decided uh, scottish national league was decided last week there actually it was decided the week before uh, but the last league games were played Krakoti kestrels uh, have come out with a, a trophy um, I've got to say, not impressed with the trophy. Um, it does for the joking that we do with some of the elite league trophies. The SNL trophy is actually about. It's probably about the same size as my microphone. Uh, it's it's not an impressive piece of silverware. But uh, <coughs> do you know what? Fair fair play to Ke- the Kestrels uh, on getting that win. It's uh, it's nice to see silverware returning to Kirkcaldy because God knows it's not going to come from the Flyers. Um, and the second one then is sticking with um, that sort of level of um, hockey in the UK 
is the NHL is quickly moving on to its uh, playoffs. Uh, so Anthony from over on Banners on the Wall, he uh, he wanted us just to uh, give a quick shout out to this. Um, so the uh, Morley, Laidler, Britain and Wilkinson finals will all take place over the next two weekends. Um, so the Wilkinson finals and the Laidler finals will take place at uh, both Bristol and Widnes this weekend. The following weekend, the Morley finals uh, and the Britain finals will take place in Leeds and Milton Keynes, respectively, uh, on the 23rd to 24th. Uh, and that all then leads to the same weekend as the Elite League playoffs. The final four weekend will take place in Coventry on the 30th of April and the 1st of May, where the NIHL final four competition will be played. Um, guys, we were jo- we were joking around uh, before we started podcast uh, the podcast tonight. Um, I can only find information on two of these um, sort of final uh, conferences. Um, so I can tell you two out of the four competitions who the four teams are that are involved there. So the Laidler competition, it's the Hull Jets, the Sutton Sting, the Telford Tigers and the Sheffield Titans will uh, compete uh, for that title. And in Wilkinson, it's the Invicta Mustangs, the um, Haringey Huskies, maybe? Um, the Peterborough Phantoms, who I do know another bit about the Peterborough Phantoms, is they've gone for a, a bit of a rebrand for uh, postseason, for playoffs. Um, a lot of people not happy about it. I actually think it's really cool. It's like, a, um, do you remember the Phantom, the really cheesy comic book movie years ago the guy with the purple <laughs> yeah. suit and everything purple I think and, it was the, and, the, yeah. and the wee and the wee the mask so things. it's the wee yeah. it's the wee mask it looks like that it's so I, lo- I absolutely love it I'm Jeez. here for it was didn't um, Ben Affleck was it Zane um, Zane, oh, Zane. Was the guy that played Mummy the Mummy no 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 that's it no I that's think that's another guy yeah um, um, no no the guy who actually was the Mummy not the Brendan Fraser one. No, but Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser wasn't the mummy. Like he's talking about the guy who plays. No, the, the, yeah, you're talking about the, the guy, guy who the old plays guy. Yeah, mummy I know that, and I'm pretty pumpkin. sure it's a different guy. Welcome to the Door 14 movie podcast. <laughs> um, sorry, the oh, other team. Right. The other team is <laughs> the the Guildford Phoenix. Uh, uh, are the other team that are taking part in the Wilkinson. Uh, the other two competitions, um, the uh, Morley and the Britain finals. No idea. Can't find any. Elysian, Elysian. Went and checked it. Uh, Billy Zane. That's Billy the... Zane. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Welcome to the Billy Zane podcast. Um, <laughs> is he? Is he not the mummy in the in in the? No. The mummy? No. 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 It's <laughs> another guy completely. Yep. They just look really similar. He's the guy from Titanic. Yes. Yes. Right. Totally new podcast. We're starting a movie podcast. People, <laughs> actors who look like other actors. Um, <laughs> There you go. Dave's just going <laughs> to chime out IMDb titles now. Um, <laughs> oh, he, oh, no. Yeah, he's in the Scorpion King. That's totally what I meant. Yeah, but he's not in the moment. <laughs> he's in the Scorpion King. Oh, man. This, okay. segment is to- this segment is totally gone. I'm really sorry. Peter Brett, you've just started a whole other conversation. Uh, but there we go. So Kestrels win uh, the SNL and the NIHL is quickly moving over the next couple of weekends towards its final four in Coventry. Grand. Good. I have one. <laughs> Morty's like, I don't know what to do. I was completely like, right. I lost, I lost the run of the show. Um, I have one last story before we move on. He's to in Peter. Critters as well. I, think. 
Okay, thank you, <laughs> boys. <laughs> Uh, moving on, um, guys, we have one more story um, that came out of last night. Um, the Fife Flyers held their annual dinner uh, and award ceremony last night. Uh, 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 and as part of that came a surprise presentation at the end of the season awards dinner uh, in which the um, a special 25-year anniversary was, um, I suppose, celebrated and an award was given out to Todd Dudium, who has ahead of his 25th anniversary with the club. Uh, this next season or this coming year, we'll see him being with the Fife Flyers for 25 years, uh, coming into Fife in 1998 and then becoming the head coach uh, from 2005 onwards. Um, there was tributes put out last night from the other Elite League coaches, including Adam Keefe, Danny Stewart, Ryan Finnerty, um, together with other former players uh, for the Fife Flyers as well. Some very popular names there, um, which will be well known. Uh, 25 games in any sport, or 25 years, sorry, I should say, in any sport is an amazing uh, and also a lot of dedication. And he's given a lot of dedication to the club, to the Fife Flyers. Um, they obviously, this award obviously has been handed to him, obviously, for, for his lengthy um you know, challenge, or his lengthy stay, stay with the Five Flyers, and obviously the the the, the amount of uh, effort he's put into the club. It's definitely been a challenge. <laughs> I was about to say this, so it's interesting because then we had the bit of the, we had a bit of a conversation around this. Um, I don't know if this was just before we start recording or if this was um through a chat or whatever through earlier on, but you know, twenty five years. Um, he's been with the club. Uh, this is a special award he was awarded with last night. Um, you know, to to ahead of this twenty five year anniversary. I mean. Uh, John, I think you you were the one that asked the question, and I suppose I'll put the question out to to everyone to kind of get your thoughts. I mean, John, you had asked twenty five years. Is this a, a statement saying he, this is the end of his run with the Five Flyers, or do we think he's going to continue on? Um, so I'm going to put that question out to the rest of you. Um, uh, and Dave, we'll go with you first. I mean, twenty five years is is a significant amount of time. You know, he's a lot of dedication he's been put into this club. You know, he's a long serving member for this. You know, for the club, and 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 rightly so. And he speaks highly of the team itself. I mean. Do we think this is the the end of the run for Todd, Todd, or do you think this is just a, another mark to say thank you for what you've done so far? Let's keep going. Yeah, he, he's um, yeah, it, it must be tough. When he was uh, took over as head coach, um, I think he's done a good run. He's done he's done a really good job when they started in the elite league, put it that way. Um, but I think he is unwilling to change when as the league is changing. And we have seen this league change um, and get a lot faster, um, a lot faster paced. Some of the physicalities dropped off. Um, and I think Fife's the team that struggled with that change the most. And a big part of that is the the not changing of, of Teledudian. Um, now, I think he is a stalwart for the club, um, and rightly so. 25 years is, is a long time um, and definitely should be taken either a step back or a step up into the into the board or into a more sort of director role, um, whether that's available or not, it's a completely different story. Yeah, John, your thoughts? I mean, you obviously your thought was obviously that maybe he is, is this a sign. Do you still stand by that? I still stand by it. I, I think it's quite difficult for me coming from Fife um, to see the position that that team is currently in. Now, I certainly do not throw all of that down at Todd's feet that the position of that team is not entirely Todd's fault it's the ownership have a lot to answer with that as well uh, they they don't give him the, the tools or the coin that he needs to go out and produce a team that's going to challenge for things 
probably Fife's elite league um, aspirations were at their highest when they were in a, a what do you call a conference with the Scottish teams. That was a I think they actually did walk away with that conference uh, title one year. But that was really the only competition where they were really in with a run at things. They did make it to the final four once, I think. The year, first year that I went with you guys to playoffs, they were there. Um, they were the Giants' opposition in the first game. Giants absolutely trounced them, as far as I remember. Um, but 25 years is a long time to be with an organization. And since 2005, you're talking, what, is that 17 years? Um, or is my math's completely terrible there? Uh, 2005... 2015 so yeah about 17 years mm -hmm. as head coach yeah, um that's that's a long time to stick with a head coach considering how poorly they have performed this season in particular there has to be change there either has to be boardroom change coaching changes player changes are an absolute definite there um i would imagine the only player who's really worth any mention on that uh, roster this season is Shane Owen um, who without him their goals against average would be horrendous yeah. uh, any other goalie completely unseen I know he had a big run of injuries but um, even when he was on the ice you, you'd barely seen him and we do know what that fella can produce uh, yep. given the right coaching so it's it's a very it's a Look, it's an organization in trouble. It's an organization in peril. Changes need to be made. And look, the fans are not backwards on coming forwards with their opinion on it. And one that is consistent over the last couple of seasons is there is an opinion that Todd needs to either go or step aside or step into another role with the organization. There does need to be new blood somewhere. And whether it's on the bench or whether it's above the bench, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to hazard a guess, but there does need to be change. Um, because I, the last thing I want to see is the five flyers tank out of the Elite League and leave us with nine teams in the Elite League. But more than that, the five flyers, with their history, should be a top-flight team. Yeah, and we've seen that they can perform in this league. Um, and, you know, there's been moments of brilliance from this team, um, which means that the the caliber of players are there there is just something missing to gel it together in a more long-term results yep. and that probably is going to come down to coaching um like his hockey knowledge is undisputed uh todd todd Udian's hockey knowledge is un unprecedented but do we need do they need somebody that's able to to be more flexible do more things with less um you never know and like todd todd is do you a... think you would do you think you're, you're saying there about the challenges though john like if if he had more resources, more coin, would he be able to turn it around? So this, that's a, a brilliant concept or brilliant question because um, you look at what Omar Pasha is able to do in Dundee. Dundee are not a big spending team. They are not spending to this, whatever the spending cap is that Neil Black talked about in his uh, interview as well. Uh, that Apparently mm -hmm. Sheffield, Nottingham, Cardiff and uh, Belfast feel like i've said four teams but i might have said one twice i'm not sure um i've had too many guinness um they're they're nowhere near that neither are fife clearly fife are nowhere near the spending cap whatever the elite league has um does extra money always mean titles no absolutely it doesn't look at sheffield look at nottingham money and uh big salary players do not win titles um 
my concern would be that Todd maybe is so long in that one position in Fife. Does he have the right contacts? Can he get mm. the right caliber caliber of player to be able to be a mid-table team? The last few seasons, they have been rock bottom. They have been a 10th, 9th, 8th place at best elite league team. Yeah. Something has I'm to I'm looking at the history here, and the only cup that I can ever see them picking up or anything that they've ever picked up is the Gardner Conference. Yeah, uh, the conference. conference trophy. So yeah. That's the conference trophy yeah. that they lifted, and that was the year that they made it to playoffs. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair point, John. I think that's a really good... I think you're, you've made some really good points there, and I would tend to agree. I think, you know, um, there has to be a call for, you know, a lot of fans... The fans are... The fans are voting with their feet you know they're they're telling they're telling the owners they're telling the team with their feet by the fact that they're not showing up week in week out the gate is low the gate is not there people are not coming to their to the to the games something needs to change and unfortunately 25 years yes great like you've you don't hear that you know it's very rare you hear that but 25 years is is it too long you know Time will tell, and I guess there has to be some decisions made around the future of the Fife and how you bring those people back in again, and how do you freshen up the how do you freshen up the product, how do you freshen up the brand, how do you freshen up the the on ice, you know, presentation. Yeah, they could and do the risk, and their the risk is the risk for that is what impetus does the ownership have? Because every year we see it that this weekend, this is the last weekend of the Five Flyers campaign for this season. Every year we see that the Five Flyers ownership will come out and say big things coming for the season ahead. Uh, we'll keep everyone uh, in the loop. There will be loads of contact coming out. And then it's radio silence for three yeah. months yeah. through the summer. There's definitely Fans a problem going with communication. mad because nothing gets said. No signing news is released until every other team has signed all but one or two slots that are left. And then suddenly it appears, and whether it's true or not, but Fife are left with the dregs at the end of the recruitment tank. The thing that gets me mm. with Fife, especially when it comes to communication, and we've seen it this year, and it was a bit of a slap in the face, I'm sure, to all the fans, is the um, no further comment and then take away the comment section. Yep. Um, you know, that is like, oh, we don't care what you think. And that and people see that. Like, I know whenever I see that on videos, I go, geez, do you not want to have you know any feedback at all? You know, mm-hmm. um, And especially when they're announcing something that's slightly controversial. Um that guess okay they're going to get slaughtered but it's because it was like probably a bad decision or you know the 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 team has to have an outlet and what's end up happening is they have none of the fans have had an outlet um in a forum that is not going to impact the fight financially yep. but because they've not been able to do that they just, they just don't turn up the games yeah. um you know, it's, yeah. uh, and it's even even more than that even worse than that is they've been they've been enticed with the idea of a forum of a fan organization within the organization and then they've had it disappear out of nowhere the ownership tom muir and jack wishart really need to figure out do they want to stay in the ice hockey game do they want to stay in the five flyers game if they don't they need to find buyers for that team there's definite investment needed sure look at that trip when we were there um i nearly broke my ankle in a pothole the size of mount everest um, it was unreal. Um, like I went up them a, a halfway up my leg. It was on. It was crazy. Right. And it's like they were trying to level it out with house bricks. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> and that like was on the board. ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the flyers. The flyers car park was looking like Sokovia after Ultron got his hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a geeky nerdy comment to make. <laughs> so us. So what do you, what do you think would be next for him though? Like he's he's 
he's only 48 i personally i think um i director think hockey director yeah i think move him up to a different position keep him within the organization he obviously has dedication for the organization he wants to be yeah. with that organization he wants to do something for it just find and, something and else for him to do honestly and... my one and i know he has involvement with it move him to the development side of the the team bring him in more with the kestrels bring him in with the um the development the youth development now he has a lot to do with it already make that official give him a backroom job with the flyers that to me is absolutely perfect because that guy that todd dutyum is the guy you want looking at the next gb talent the next scottish talent bringing those up and making them flyers that's fair comment and that, that hockey knowledge is invaluable and we've talked about mm. that this season even if he's just there like you could he could be the third man on the bench head of, uh, in charge of the hockey development and he could be there to be the bridge between some of those kestrel guys coming up to to the elite league and that you know we nobody would ever deny um that he's he knows what he's doing it's just that it's time look, is getting catching up with him is the problem look at look at who's on the bench with him jeff hutchins Look yeah. at Jeff Hutchins' okay. resume, the teams that he has been involved with. Maybe not coach, Everybody. but teams he's been involved with. Uh, Coventry Blaze, Belfast Giants, Newcastle Vipers, Bracknell Bees, Edinburgh Capitals. Probably less said about the better. Um, Sheffield Steelers, <laughs> Dundee Stars before he moved over to Fife. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a resume. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a guy who can coach. That's a guy who can do... And look, he's been doing so... I wouldn't be surprised to see a change. And this is the other part. Jeff has been the public face of that coaching team for the last few months my question is have the fans turning on todd the way that they have in the second half of the season does that force a change and do we start to see jeff taking more on does he become the head coach last comment last last comment just on this before i move on i guess to move on to our next period just with what you mentioned there john just with jeff i mean it's interesting what you're saying in terms of you know what his position is and what his position may be in the future because uh he's the one person on social media who reached out to the five flan five fans and said opened up his opened up his twitter and went Go ahead, tell me. Tell me exactly what it is. I want to hear everything. I want to know what's stopping you from coming to the games. What would help you come back to the game? What is it that we're not doing right? What can we do better? And he asked for that to come back into him. And he gave out his email address and stuff. And he gave out everything. He was like, come back to me. Tell me what it is. I can't guarantee I'm going to fix everything. But I want to help. I want to understand. And I want to do something for this club in order to move it forward. So that gives me an indication of what is his role going to be? Like, what is it? Why is he, why is he putting that extra effort over anybody else to kind of see what's going on and have an engagement with the fans? Fair play to him for having that engagement, I have to say. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, in this coming off season, is that going to, is that a, is that a, I suppose, is that an indication that something is changing, something's about to happen? And as you said, John, uh, John uh, with this 25 year thing, maybe it is an indication. Anyway, guys, we'll leave it there. Um, this period, as we said, has been quite a good long one. Um, and we do have still two more periods to go through um, as well as two other sections. So if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to move us on um, to our period two of hockey. Hello and uh, welcome to period two. And we're back with another uh, Vander Kane watch. Uh, <laughs> he didn't go away for too long. Um <laughs> <laughs> So this uh, this past weekend, um, actually this past week, it wasn't even during the weekend, um, the Wild took on the Edmonton Oilers um, and there was a bit of uh, afters. It wasn't really a fight. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so 
uh, Krill, um, Krill Kippersoff, um, made a questionable hit on one of the Oilers. Can't remember who it was. Um, and Evander Kane took umbrage um, uh, and took should have took a third man in penalty, but uh, I will just not uh, talk about that. Um, then obviously the Wild decided, well, you're a big fighting guy and you're attacking our wee small forward, so they all went fuck mad and attacked him. <laughs> Uh, but the star the star of the show uh, was Hartman um, with um, a flipping of the bird is probably the best way to put it as he's being pulled off the ice um, so he was, he's was he been assessed a fine um, for, for his uh, unprofessional actions um, uh, as other people have caused it, uh, called it um, and the entire Hockey world has came out to pay his fine, including Vander <laughs> Kane's ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> everybody has uh, has jumped to his defence, um, and I have now started to find, as I've went through social media, um, a number of players who have been flipping the bird to Vander Kane in one way or another <laughs> throughout this season, um, and I'll try and find them to get them put up on the website. Uh, it is starting to become a bit of a meme. Um, he, uh, yeah. So there, there you go. It's going to be a um, an interesting one uh, if if they continue to meet up. If they meet yeah, up absolutely have to have respect for Ryan Hartman on oh, this one. Like I, I love Ryan Hartman. Hartman was a pred um, yeah. who was traded across to you guys. I absolutely loved him. He's Signed on a three year deal with the Wild. Um, absolute top drawer guy. Big franchise guy. Big team guy. Um, the way he went after Kane is brilliant because he gets dragged off him initially mm. and then skates round the outside, gets round all the other players, past the scrum, gets round um, all the, the refs and linos and then jumps at him, tries to get through everyone and jumps mm. at him, um, gets peeled off. They're both being taken away to um, the penalty boxes and then Hartman flips him off and it's absolutely fantastic and I'm here for it. Uh, um, now they, the refs the refs ended up um the penalties on the play uh hartman got two plus ten yeah kane got two plus two plus ten yeah um yeah. which is i mean it's just absolutely broke they wanted them off the ice i think it was a third period altercation as well so yeah. that was just to get them off the ice and away from the game uh but the reaction of the linesman who has um hartman trying to drag him to the box is absolutely broke because hartman just they're skating to the box flips him off and the line will just very quickly, you can't do that! <laughs> tries to grab his hand down. And Hart just, I don't care! It's a Vander Kane! <laughs> I just think, um, obviously, obviously we know, obviously there's been a lot of uh, controversy around Vander Kane this past year. We've talked about him quite a bit in the podcast. We Obviously we have a Vander Watch now. Um, so obviously we know, obviously, that everything that's been going on between him and, and the alleged, alleged stuff that happened with him and his ex-wife Anna. Um, but the fact that like that, that added little extra bit with the fine and paying that part of the fine was just for me, that was the nice, that was the, 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 the I suppose that was the cherry on top of this just perfect story. I thought it was brilliant. Um, Obviously, Dave, you sent through a tweet there. Um, that also he put out this today, was it? Yeah. So he's uh, he's came out and he's thanked all the fans, um, and I'm assuming Evander Kane's ex-wife, Evander Kane's wife, uh, for for offering <laughs> for offering um, to pay his fine. Um, and he's he said he's going to pay the fine with his own money, and he's going to donate any of the money that's been sent to him to um, a children's cancer. Fund and he's going to announce what what the fund is um, in the next. So how's the money being? Did someone set up a GoFundMe page GoFundMe, or something yeah. like that? 
Did they? Mm, they yep. just go find me in a <laughs> stuff like that. There, people were sending through Venmo or whatever it is. That Venmo was, was the other one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to be clear, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the fine uh, the NHL had a lot to him was four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, so, I would imagine he has received a lot more than that. Yes. Uh, yeah, through, he's, through Venmo. Uh, I don't whatever. think he's given the total yet. Let me just see because he was back and forth on Twitter about it before the uh, before our, we started. Uh, let me just quickly. Do you follow him? Do you follow him on Twitter? No, no. Um, he's quite funny. <laughs> uh, just, I think it's just brilliant. Uh, I think it's just uh, it's just funny, uh, and I think that was just a uh, yeah, fantastic effort. And also then obviously from the to be able to put it out towards charity, it's just an additional bonus. Then this came out of it. Um, I think he's just clearly saying. I suppose a lot of people will come out and said because I don't know that if you've seen the story. It's a bit of a side story, and I didn't put it into the the running order for this week. But there was a bit of a conversation this week that was had um in the NHL about um. Salaries and the average salary for NHL players and stuff was discussed this week. Um, one of the players that came out and was talking about that, um, and I think it's caused a bit of a an upset oh, in some areas. This is the this is the retired player. Yeah, Getzlav. Uh, who? No, not Getzlav. No, it was. Um, oh, oh, I'm trying to think. Now I've top of my head. Um, I know what you're talking about, and oh. it's really really bad podcasting because none of us. Chris Pronger. Chris, Pro- Chris Pronger. 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 Yeah. Yes. Uh, he came out and was basically talking about the salaries, the average salaries of when he was playing against now, but then all the pressures that they're under, the investment opportunities that they get no barrier from or no buffer from. Uh, that He talked about really poor financial decisions that he made. He talks about a million dollars um, a year. Sounds like a lot of money, but when you put in insurances and uh, gym fees, training fees, uh, but you know fees what they to took the owners... Out? He went through all that. You know what he took out as an expense? Cost of living. Yeah. Cost of living. Yeah. He yeah. took out as an expense. And he was complaining about what was left over. Yeah. Well, well the cost of living wasn't fair, a few quid, at, put it that way. When you, when you look at everything else, when you look at everything else, and uh, like all the bills that you have to pay, like it, million dollars doesn't go a long way. Million dollars isn't an awful lot of money, but it's a hell of a lot better than... Uh, seventy thousand dollars, or yeah. or what is, is the current is, average? Is, uh, current I'd average give is. it a go. I'd <laughs> give it a go to work. To, to, yeah, yeah. To I would break my heart for a million. Yeah, yeah. I did see because <laughs> I did see then those fans underneath it being all like, um, yeah, but you don't see your, you don't see your, uh, you don't see our players driving around in broken down cars. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like he's driving around. Uh, it's not like you know they're like you know they're driving around in seventy nine thousand pound cars, a hundred thousand pound cars. You know, it's not like they're driving around in broken down you know three hundred dollar cars. You know, like so. The thing that got me was that they they took out the living expenses, which is what most people would be what they're looking at as they the what they earn. You know, they take out you know savings and car loan and mortgage, and what's left is their living expenses. They don't then take out the living expenses and go, "Geez, I've got you know a hundred thousand <laughs> left." You know, <laughs> but yeah, it just it just it. I understand where he's come from, and it doesn't go an awful long way, but it did come out as a bit of out of touch. You know, with sort of the Joe blogs on the street. So, sorry, Dave. I is it not just the standard living? You know, oh dear, here's your salary. Oh, yeah. look at how much I have to pay out. Yeah, well, I see that I do that every single time the tax man takes a big chunk of mine. <laughs> it's like, why am I paying this 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 money to the, to this guy called Ni? You know, who's <laughs> <laughs> Ni? Um. Yeah, so that I thought that was a nice wee story, um, and obviously linked in with the, the wild. Um, he, I double checked there; Hartman hasn't announced it, but he has announced the the charity, and it's the Minnesota um, 
cancer child cancer fund I think it is um and he's also put up a link for to stop people sending the money to him and if they want to donate they can donate straight to the to the charity oh, um okay. okay I will move on I'll just start from the top I'll start with you uh, Marty that's good yeah, yep, that's fine. Um, I've got two stories to uh, have a bit of chat about. Um, not really much conversation in them, really, but uh, I thought they were worth mentioning in this pe- in this period. Uh, the first one, obviously, that was the news this week from the Anaheim Ducks that Captain Ran Getzlev uh, has announced his retirement from the NHL at the conclusion of this season. Um, his last home game will be on Sunday, the twenty fourth of April, um, when the Ducks host St. Louis Blues. Obviously, the Ducks won't be going to playoffs this year. Uh, therefore, there'll be no playoff hockey for Getzlev. Um, he is the all time leading scorer in both regular season and playoffs um, and enjoy and he does join 11 other players in NHL history to have captained the same team for over 10 years and scored over a thousand points in total uh, he's also one of 13 players in hockey history to win two Olympic gold medals and a Stanley Cup championship and is one of 46 NHL players to record 1,000 points for a single franchise. Um, he is in the top 100 of NHL's all-time points and assists and is one of the 56 players in NHL history to, to record 700 assists. I mean, he's a massive player. Um, he is a, you know, massive, it's going to be a massive loss. Um even at his, you know, even at this age that he is, you know, I say the age he is, he's the same age as us. Um, but <laughs> at the age that he is, um, you know, he's, he's, he's 37, he's 37 this year. Um, he's had a fantastic, you know, a fantastic career. Um, and to have spent so long, obviously with the one team, shows the team had so much confidence in him. Um, that's going to be a big name to try and replace next season for, for the for the Ducks, um, especially looking at obviously new captain, but also a, a player who's still scoring points for them um, right up until, um, you know, this year. So a big loss, but, but a big st- uh, tick st- uh, stick tap to him um, for making that decision for himself and deciding this is it for him and he wants to retire and he's ready to do so. Um, anybody have anything else other than um, yeah so I, I was looking at it um, before the podcast and um, I didn't know he played for the Calgary Hitman mm. um, he's a member of their um, Forever a Hitman program and his name is on their banner um, in the rafters so again accolades throughout his career um, obviously shows the sort of caliber of a player um, he is definitely At 37 years old as well I hate hearing stuff like that. Imagine retiring yeah. at 37. I could be so what boring. am I going to do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. Well done. Oh, well done, Doom. Well done, um, Doom. Oh, I move on to my next story. Anybody else anything to say? Yeah, go one? ahead. Here, next. Yeah. Uh, next story again, really quick one. Um, but that was the announcement that was made uh, today. Nope, yesterday. Um, that the NHL have officially confirmed the uh, two teams for the NHL Winter Classic for 2023. Now, uh, going into this this story, we already knew that the 2023 uh, Discovery NHL Winter Classic was going to be taking place uh, at Fenway Park in Boston. And Boston was obviously the home team playing at that game for this coming in April, uh, this coming January, um, in twenty twenty three. Um, the opposing team or the team that we'll be playing against, the Boston Bruins, has now been revealed, and that will be against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, and as same as usual, that will be broadcast on the uh, Monday, the January second, um, which is usually the, sta- the the standard game, the standard day that they always play that, which is the well bank holiday here in 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 in, North- in the UK. But I don't know if it's bank holiday across the world. May, must be um but it will be monday the january 2nd uh boston bruins versus pittsburgh penguins uh at the uh in boston um for the winter classic so that's confirmed um and so then therefore we'll be waiting to see what the uh 
class the what the what the classic logo is going to look like we'll also be waiting to see what the boston bruins come up with for their their both teams boston and pittsburgh what they're going to come up with their winter classic uh uniforms this year um we always look forward to seeing those imagine boston boston will probably have a b on their jersey or a bear <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, probably probably a b or like, like dave says or a bear oh, okay yeah 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 it's funny that um that's me <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if they got a discount because they went with the the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, the Fenway Sports Organization or whatever they're called, um, being part owner now. That's a good uh, point. Be interesting to see. See, like, you know. see, when, see, every time you say penguin, does anyone ever hear that in Benedict Cumberbatch's voice now? Penguin. 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 Right. Totally, totally off topic. But <laughs> see, anyone who gets the opportunity, go on YouTube and watch a video of Benedict Cumberbatch can't pronounce penguin. It's one of the funniest five minutes you'll ever have. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Awesome. Well, then, uh, after Marty's cracking topics, um, over to uh, John, so you can do yours. Yep, um, so two very quick ones just to mention. Uh, it's been an incredibly successful international campaign for two of the GB outfits. Uh, starting off with the uh, under-18s who were in Tallinn. Uh, they managed to come away from that competition with a bronze medal. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, not least for the contingent from uh, Northern Ireland, which includes Kel Beatty and Max Stewart. Uh, Kel and Mac both producing good, amazing points and goal numbers through that entire tournament. Uh, so it was absolutely fantastic to, to hear that uh, and coming away with a medal. I uh, don't know if you guys had a chance to watch their interviews that were done as part of um, this week's review from the bridge. Uh, obviously, they are not just international bronze medalists. They are elite league winning players uh, this season. They got their winner's medals uh, at the team celebration. Um, and chatting to them, they are both hungry for more uh, as far as international success is concerned. Um, absolutely fantastic news. But it was even better news for uh, Team GB's women who managed to strike at gold in Spain uh, with some fantastic games and some outstanding results uh, coming away from that tournament with uh, the group, uh, sorry, the World Championship. Uh, Division 2 Group B, if I remember. Um, they will now move into Division 2 Group A uh, after the uh, the gold medal. So they've got uh, promotion through to just one off top flight hockey uh, and could join the men in uh, fighting for uh, that those top divisions and fighting for those top world medals going forward. So absolutely fantastic couple of weeks there for uh, for Team GB. That's awesome. Um, and am I right in saying that there was more than just uh, Cal and BD? Uh, Cal, BD, and uh, Max Stewart on the GB team was Cameron. Um, did he also yeah, make both, a trip? Both brothers. Both brothers awesome. were um, were on the the team as well. Um, but just shows uh, you the future yeah, that the they, Giants and have. I think they. I think all mm. four. I think one of the games that all four of them get on the game on the score sheet. It's, it's the Hamill brothers, Cameron and Carter. Yeah, they all four of them. Yeah, they did. Um, they, all four of them had a standout. I thought they had a standout. Um. Uh, performance this uh, during this this whole um tournament There's a couple of other names just i don't want to pass them by because obviously we've got tail tail glasses on in terms of looking at our own home grow homegrown uh talent here both junior giants as well as giants players and and also trained in northern ireland players we obviously were a bit 
we're a bit biased but a couple of other names just I, I did want to mention because there was a few other um fantastic uh performances across the across that whole tournament um i think i should mention samuel cooper who had a fantastic co- t- uh, tournament too and liam Steele, um both defensive players for the team um they had a great uh, a great performances in terms of keeping that puck out um but also i should mention jack hopkins as well who had uh, again another um great great tournament um should be noted as well uh, he had a, a, f- a fantastic uh, performance as well for this for the for the team as well so i think it's just worth mentioning those two Awesome. And those are those are names that we're going to see in the Elite League. Oh, oh definitely, yeah. without a doubt. It's phenomenal for for GB um making making massive inroads. Um, there's been there have been years and years where you weren't you wouldn't really want to talk about GB hockey, um, because it was never never good stories. And I think um we were seeing starting to see a big massive turnaround. It's definitely right. getting better and better every every year that we talk about it. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. one step up, another step up, another step up. Definitely, definitely. Um, anything else for this period, or are we good to move on? Awesome. Let's move on to period three. Welcome to period three, our general knocking news. Knocking news. Aaron's the last one there because he was enjoying the track there. Little two. How do you not periods. like bang your heads and all when the when the track's listening? I have to I have to like rock out. I make sure there's nothing around me and I don't bang my head on anything. Uh, mostly, but uh, um, guys, period three is uh, is quite light. There's just a few little shout outs to bits and pieces. But Marty, I'm going to start with yours because it's uh, a fantastic story and uh, a Guinness World Record, no less. Yeah, it was, uh, this week um, there was a well, as he downs a Guinness. <laughs> there was um, an ice hockey game uh, which lasted 261 hours. Officially breaks the Guinness World Record and raises money for children's can- children with cancer. Uh, there was a, for- a group of 40 players. Uh, kept an ice hockey game going for 261 hours to set the Guinness World Record and raise money for the Children's Cancer Organization uh, and the event was called Hockey Marathon for the Kids it was organised at the Chestmere Recreation Centre in Chestmere, Alberta um, and it took place just at the end of March the game came to an end uh, well it started on March 31st and the game ended then on April 11th the players earned the Guinness World Record for the longest game of hockey beating previous record of 252 hours uh, the fundraiser was done for the Cancer uh, Patient Centre at Alberta's Children's Hospital Foundation um, so just a, a quick mention obviously this is a fantastic um, achievement that they've done um, 261 hours is <laughs> that's crazy it's a full NHL season's worth of ice time per player it's what the statistic for, for, revolves out uh, comes out at um and the, the i suppose the at the end of it the at the end of the event team hope and team cure presented uh, that was the two names of the teams one team was team hope team cure and they presented a check for uh 800 I, I was going to query this because the number in the story doesn't make sense i think i it's... imagine it's going to be it's either going to be eight and a half grand or eighty five thousand. i don't think it's eight million i double checked it and seen and it's eighty five thousand from what i've been able to check and see um it's from what i still amazing it's amazing unreal um a fantastic achievement stick tap to all of those guys it was organized by uh, and uh, it was organized by uh, a, a guy called alex hallett um and uh he the things he did say was that uh guys on the ice did discover body parts they didn't even know they had um and they did it obviously for the kids and families of alberta's children's hospitals to ensure children receive the very best possible care um for um in terms of fighting cancer fantastic achievement i thought it was worth mentioning and it was just a story that uh, came up and i thought i would mention the one thing i did fun i did find funny 
funny about this piece though um it was from a a website called times now news um obviously it was it was geared towards people who don't know anything about ice hockey and you know it's a canadian website like how would you not know anything about ice hockey if you're from canada because at the start of it they go ice hockey is a contact winter sport that is played by ice on ice skates on an ice rink <laughs> like, you know? I'll, 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 I'll give you that, that that's weird but weirdly like their ticker bar at the top their first uh like country the only country that they have uh, as a drop down is india so i'm gonna suggest it's maybe not a canadian news network so that might be why they've done it that way. Yeah. Um, my favourite part of the whole thing is that they were clearly going out to set the record. They they could have just done an extra hour. They didn't. They did an extra nine hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that in it. itself is absolutely mental. Make sure so, it can't be beaten. Exactly. Um, unless Are you, you sure it was only 85,000? 80, yeah. There, they, it's just that there was uh, their previous one in 2012 and 14 raised over 3 million let me just check and see let me get let me find out please continue on we'll come, with the next story we'll come, come we'll come back to it Marty. Marty's going to do some research I want to know what the score is <laughs> what's the score of a game uh, after a li- nearly 11 days of play I'll come so, back to you continue on <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're going to have to be really quick because the last two that I have are just really quick mentions um Obviously, we've spoken at length today uh, on this podcast about the the Belfast Giants and the fact that we've won the Elite League this last week, and a few weeks ago we won the Challenge Cup. Um, Yesterday, uh, going live, was um, the second, uh, can you call it an addition, the sequel uh, to Sudden Death, Um, this one called Sudden Death 2 Under Review, which is a a bit of a docu-style drama charting the, the progress of the Giants through the, the 2021-22 Challenge Cup. Neil Whiteside, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. The, I sat and watched it last night. It is amazing. The the way that the likes of Adam and uh, Taff especially, I really enjoyed listening to Taff talk about the, the Coventry games, for example. The, yeah the 0.4 tying goal in Nottingham to really turn things around there. Um, Getting his perspective and the GoPro, yeah, when Kiefer (laughs) fell over in the final. Um, That perspective, his perspective is the one I love hearing about the most. Now, let alone all the content and all the players you get to hear from, the, the production value of that is absolutely fantastic. The fact that it is put up for free on YouTube is even better because there's still teams out there who I think would produce that as a DVD or a download that you had to pay for and you pay a fiver or $9.99 so they can say it's less than a tenner. Um, the quality of it is absolutely fantastic. It's it's better than the first one. Uh, if I'm being honest, and the first one was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the music choices, um, just the, the way it's put together is fantastic. If you haven't watched it yet, if you're a Giants fan, what are you playing at? Uh, even if you're not a Giants fan, go and watch it. Because uh, if you want to see, it might not be your team, but if you want to see what the guys who play the sport that we love, what they live through and how they feel about going through a competition like that uh, and how they get through a season, it's absolute must-view uh, video. I was going to say must-view TV, but it's it's on YouTube. Um but it's absolutely fantastic. Um, guys, did any of you get a chance to, to watch that? Dave, you were nodding away in agreeing. You watched yeah, it. What, no, what I, it was think? fantastic. 
the production quality of that is 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 unbelievable. Like it is something like it's something you could have seen on uh, like BBC for like a synopsis of the season or something. Daft, you know, it's really it's really well put together. There's a nice wee bit of humor, um, but also really good sort of breakdown of the games that were key to the giant season um to to win in the the cup um and as you said actually earlier in the podcast they all talk about how crucial that coventry comeback to win at home uh, was to this team's success uh, both for the the league and for the um challenge cup and they were saying it was sort of like their their crucible the the what made them um and uh, you know they went through the they went in with the goal down and not having the aggregate not players not playing aggregate school uh, goals before um, and having to play a game over the 120 minutes um is is new to them and they they highlighted how much of a um a change like a changing point or a pivot point to the season that was for them sort of made made the team yep absolutely um Marty, you you obviously saw it as well. Yeah, yeah, I watched it last night. Um, I watched it. I think uh, just after the premiere, uh, after premiered on YouTube. Uh, yeah, again, I'll just say the same things that um, Dave kind of just said there. The quality, the quality of the of the documentary itself. You know, fifty minutes worth of just greatness like it was really really great the whole the quality is fantastic uh there's no doubt about it you can never argue the quality of something that's going to come out of the giants uh neil whiteside is just he's on a different level when it comes to the, the quality of what gets, what gets put out there um like i'm sure like other teams are do do their thing you know they they some other teams are worthy of notes of terms of stuff that they put out some teams are great better than others but nowhere near nowhere near as good as what the giants are putting out in terms of the quality of stuff and it just shows by that doc- document it's like it's a documentary it's a proper style documentary like it's not even like a an amateur documentary it's a proper documentary style like you could see that kind of quality on like an amazon prime documentary like you could, it's that that type of quality i'm not i'm not even going to downplay it it's high quality the whole way across um and it's done really well i think it's just accentuated really well with the different player interviews the interspersion of the games and stuff and the in the commentary first class if you haven't seen it definitely watch it yep. top drawer aaron you seen it yet are you, are you planning on watching it now planning on watching it now you've sold it to me right we're gonna well, roll hey. through the rest of the podcast and then he's gonna put it straight on that's it that's it that's it <laughs> Um, guys, there's only one more thing for uh, period three, um, and it's just a, a very, very quick shout out. This is something I saw on Twitter this morning, actually. Um, and I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't see it through the, the team in question or through the, the player in question. It was through um, AJ McMinn on uh, Twitter. Uh, I follow her, and she's as big, if not a bigger, Jordan Smotherman fan uh, than we are, uh, or especially than I am. Um, and this was the fact that Jordan, former number 14 for the Belfast Giants, of course we have a uh, a certain uh, love for Jordan because of his number um, and because of how just generally awesome he was when he was here in Belfast. Uh, but he hit uh, 30 goals last night for the Worcester Railers, uh, setting a franchise record. And while that in itself is worthy of um, sort of chatting about, I, I haven't put the link up for this, guys, and uh, I apologise. It was a, a tweet and I didn't have time to get the link up. I will throw it up for you later on so you get a chance to look at it. His 30th goal is an empty net uh, goal. He scores it from his half of the ice, just out, just in neutral ice uh, beyond the red line. But as soon as he lets the puck go, he stops skating, 
and lifts his stick up and puts it beside him. He knows that's going straight in. The absolute <laughs> swagger of Style. it to just take <laughs> to take the shot and just go, yep, that's it. Like it could only have gotten better if he just turned around and skated towards the bench to get the high fives before <laughs> it even hit the net. It's just absolutely fantastic. And I think the fact that it's um uh small it's worthy of uh, of note marty i want to come back to you very quickly have you got the update for us i do i have an update um to answer your question aaron it was in fact eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so um it was it was what we kind of thought it, what, what that piece had said it was um it was confirmed the only other piece i wanted to put in the other part i wanted to put in was just a, a bit around just what had to happen in terms of to make it an official guinness book world record um so the the way the, the way it had to work was the same forty players had to play the full two hundred and sixty one hours, which, as I mentioned before, is a full NHL season worth of time on the ice. Um, they had to, the entire event had to be videotaped, and every player had to remain in the facility for the entire stretch, which meant that they ate, slept, and lived at the recreation center from March thirty first to April eleventh. So there you go. Wow, uh, impressive. So- they have the they have a website. Yep. I don't know if you've gone onto the website. It's really cool. Um and they have the the scores there. How many what what do you think having nearly eleven days of playtime, what what do you think the score line would be? Well to go that long, I imagine it was probably tied at one one and then they had to go into overtime. So I'm just gonna say two one. <laughs> Is it like I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go for like a guess. So across those days, is it like two thousand, two thousand five hundred against like? Okay. Is it like was it one of those kind of ones where it like a tied like two thousand five hundred against like two thousand five hundred or something? Or was it like? It's. I don't know. It's not. Well, you, it is in the thousands, but you're okay. not completely far off. Okay. So, uh, Team Hope had three thousand three hundred and ninety-seven <laughs> goals. Wow. Uh. Team Cure for the win um, had three thousand four hundred and ninety. So less than less than less than a hundred goals in it. Can you imagine saying that? There was less than a hundred goals in it. And the, yeah. <laughs> absolutely bossed it. They Amazing. absolutely bossed it. Yeah. Um, the, you should Jeff check out the website because they've got some beer here. They, they use uh, the the it was done by Inner City Brewery. And they've got some cracker-looking beer going on have there they, as well. Have they, uh, have they got a, a stout that I could uh, use my surger on? They have a, they have a porter? Oh, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Sold! Of course, drink responsibly, kids. <laughs> drink responsibly, and, and only if you're aged over 18 or 21, depending on what your uh, jurisdiction says. Um, welcome to the Door 14 uh, drinking podcast now, apparently. Um <laughs> Guys, I'm going to move us on to the star segment then. Um, the star segment is where we get to highlight uh, a player or a goal or a team or anything really uh, that we think needs a particular highlighting uh, based on the last couple of weeks of action. Uh, now, last week, you will remember for I think the second time in a row, uh, we did not need to do a poll because there was a unanimous winner as decided here on the podcast. Uh, because if you remember, we had just won the Challenge Cup. And we went for Ben Lake, the goal-scoring hero of the day. Now, you would think that things would be simple based on the fact that we have just won the uh, Elite League based on an overtime win. But things just aren't that simple. Uh, We do actually have a variety of nominees this time around. Um, 
Marty, I am going to start with you. You were the first one to throw something straight up there. You have gone with what I want to call the obvious answer. Yeah. Um, but there could be some argument with that. But what's your nomination and why? No, I go. I get. I get. We went nice. I did see just as you mentioned. I did see the conversation on Twitter today, and I, I fully accept the nomination that someone, the other nomination that's been put forward by the fans in terms of what they're saying and and the reasons why. And I'll you'll get to that soon. But my initial one came from, uh, and again, again, this is also uh, seconded by another fan as well. Uh, Campbell put forward the same name as well. Um, no, that I, one guy who Campbell, follows us on Campbell, Facebook. Yeah, Campbell, we're talking about you now because you, you cracked up last Turn, time. Turn your radio up and then also turn your phone up, Campbell. We're talking about you. Um, Have so, you turned it up? Continue. Uh, obviously, my, my, my nomination is Belfast Giants' um, own uh, Conway, Scott Conway. Um, obviously, yes, it is an obvious choice. Um, and I can see, and you'll get to the reasons, and, I'll, and hopefully I'll read out some of the reasons that some of the people said about the other choice. But for me, Conway um for this one like obviously that that was um i suppose even his post interview when you listen to him uh talking about this you know about the goal the fact that he was able to read the room if you will he was able to read and know exactly what was going to happen you know he had he took one shot within the penalty he knew where it went wrong he went back on the ice and he knew how to fix it by saying you know i i seen that it was a flaw i seen that he wasn't favoring his five hole and i knew that if i could just get through there that's that's how i was going to win this game for the team and that's exactly what he did you know he went out again took the second shot the second penalty um fired it through the the five hole scored the goal and it was his celebration his double celebration as john you perfectly you put it perfect on twitter uh i won't lie i think you know fair play to you you know that that first goal was that first that first celebration was uh i just scored the goal and then all of a sudden there was a second celebration it was like oh we just won the league and you could see it you could see it in him and how how proud he was and how it's excited the, he was about the it two, the two celebrations um are absolutely fantastic yep. um and uh, I absolutely I love um, some of the insight that you get from, uh, especially to the players through um, a view from the bridge. So one thing that they talked about, do you notice in the video um, that we were able to see? Obviously, it was on Premiere. He throws the gloves and the stick up all at the same time uh, in the sort of second celebration when he finally realizes that oh why are the guys all skating towards me so fast and so happy? We've it's <laughs> just it's just a shootout win. What are they talking? Oh yeah, it's the league. So apparently he got his stick. And one of his gloves back, the other one was in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so some Steelers fan is away with the Belfast Giants glove <laughs> as a result of that. Um, and then the, the, bowling, the bowling ball helmet is is another one. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, that's that's sort of post the realization, and uh, it's it's away after that. That's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, total hundred percent. So Marty. Because we've got a number of uh, or not a number, we've got two fan nominations. I'm going to lump you in with Campbell, That's if fine. you don't mind. That's so fair. this is a, a Marty and Campbell nomination uh, are going for Belfast Giants. Elite League winning goal scorer, number 10, Scott Conway. Um, Dave, I think through this podcast, you've added this one in. Um, yeah, yeah. And I only put it there because... I'm, a, um, I'm 100% with it, yeah, so go I... for it. What's, what's yours? <laughs> Yeah, Hartman flitting the birds, um, and it's for another reason than the who was flipping it to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan Hartman flipping the bird at Evander Kane, absolutely in there with a shout at the door fourteen star this week. Um, guys, uh, I've got my. This is a tongue in cheek one. I'm not going to include this one uh, when it comes to the uh, the actual nominations, uh, unless Aaron. Really, I kind of stole this from you. Um, 
whenever we were I made this comment a couple of times you did Um, Sheffield Steel did help us uh, win the league there is absolutely no arguing it Um, a number of um, crossbars and posts both through regular uh, time overtime and through the shootout Um, Steelers were knocking steel Um, when Besco wasn't there the, the nets were there for us um, it's a tongue-in-cheek one. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to throw it up as part of the nominations. Unless, Aaron, you want to throw it up there um, as, as your nomination this time around. No, but I, I, the reason why mine isn't there is because I was going with the fans, to be honest with you. I was going yep. for Bisco. Okay. Uh, see, yeah, 100%. So as you say, uh, the fans have spoken. Uh, so we've had a couple of nominations that have gone, gone on the, the same vein. Uh, so Joe at Weedall on Twitter and uh, Mark at HotDogPen67 on Twitter have both nominated Tyler Beskarwani uh, as the, the Door 14 star and they make a couple of fantastic points. Um, so I, I want to read what Mark sent to us. Um, Besco, full stop. He was determined to have his best game of the season, restricted the second best team to only two goals over 125 minutes, no penalties conceded. The save on Sunday was one of the best ever. Now, that's the stick save uh, mm-hmm. he's talking oh, about. Yeah. Um, and the last penalty save was special too. That yeah. glove that was goes. stunning. Um, without him, Conway doesn't get the second shot to win it, and he's 100% right. In that shootout, it's sudden death shootout. Steelers put that in. If Tyler's glove isn't there, that's a Steelers win. Uh, yeah. Now, admittedly, we still have the chance to go forward uh, the next weekend and win it, but still, he's not wrong. Joe says exactly uh, the same or something very similar. Um, she uh, talks about Conway first saying, absolutely, yes, Conway got us the goal. That was amazing. However, Besco stood on his head for both games and pretty much all season. She's not wrong. Um, especially when you look back at our goals against average, but only being 98 compared to the rest of the league. But that save in the shootout. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm assuming it's that save in regular regular time, the paddle save. Um, which mm. apparently through different uh, interviews I've heard, uh, some folk weren't sure if it was on the stick, was it the blocker? Um, it's been pretty much confirmed it's 100% on the stick. Like That that save is mental. So for that reason, the fans are nominating uh, Tyler Beskarwani. So we're going to have a three-way uh, fight for the Door 14 star. Dave, fair, it's I'm really sorry. It's a, two, it's a two-horse race, let's be fair. I know, um, Hartman's definitely winning it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Um, so the the nominations this time around are Marty and uh, Campbell are going for uh, Belfast Giants number 10 Scott Conway Uh, the fans and Aaron and I'll be perfectly honest me me as well uh, are going for Belfast Giants number 34 starting netminder Tyler Beskarwani and uh, Dave away out there on his own uh, (laughs) totally worthy of mention is going for the Minnesota Wilds uh, Ryan Hartman for flipping the bird at Evander Kane, and that will. Go if up. it was any other week, <laughs> yeah. Ryan he would have a chance. If any other week, he would have a chance. I just don't see it this week. <laughs> totally yep. tweeting the wild to see if I can get them to share it. <laughs> if you if you do that and win, we riot. Um, so. That's that's that, guys. Uh, that's the nominations. That will go live. I promise that will go live uh, sometime in the next week or so, and we'll get the results before the next podcast. Uh, Marty, with that, that moves us on to overtime. 
It does indeed. That takes us to the end and move on to our overtime segment. We do have uh, one section. We did have two things in the overtime segment, but I have decided to skip one and we'll push it on to next week's episode or the next podcast. We can have a chat about that in the next podcast, which will be uh, our pre end of season uh podcast i guess we'll it'll have it'll give us a better overview of everything so we'll have a look at that next podcast uh but we do have a question that has been sent in um just in relation to um sim again um mark as well as voting health sent us through a question so we thank him for a question he sent in uh the question this time around uh for you guys that i've been asked to ask i've added a, a a link there if you guys want to open it as well if you haven't opened it yet it's a wikipedia link uh on the link you'll see it is the 2022-2023 champions hockey league as it currently stands um and as if you go down to the bottom you will see the teams that are currently uh have currently um qualified for the chl for the coming for the upcoming season and you'll also see them where there is still to be determined so there's a few teams still there to be determined in terms of when they're going to come in uh, in terms of um if they're going to be uh coming into it or not um the question he has asked is the following um I know that you may want to answer this question before the end of may because i wasn't sure which way you'd be running with your episodes but i wanted to get your thoughts on this um where is the question for Based on the teams already qualified, where, if you could choose, uh, where would each of you like to go for an away trip next season for the CHL? So if you could choose any team, if you could choose anywhere to go, uh, where would be your ideal location for uh, an away trip next year if you get the chance to pick? So I'm going to go around and I'll get your thoughts in, ter- in, ter- uh, in terms of what you kind of think and where you would like to go. Um, and if we maybe decided to go and do a, a trip away next year, where would be your ideal choice for location? Uh, Dave, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, of these teams, <laughs> where is your choice? John was John is absolutely raging. Uh, <laughs> so I was Ryan Hartman, you so hard there. I was not watching the cat. I was watching the video feed. <laughs> something else up. Um, if I had to pick a place um to go, I would have to say uh, Davos, mainly for that arena, mm. the Cathedral of Hockey. It's like a church. Um. I would like. I would love to to sign that off. Um, it's um, it's unreal. They play the Spangler Cup every year out of it. Um, it it's it's something. Um, it's just something you don't see in hockey. Um, it's a big wood framed arena. Um, and it, as I said, it looks like a church. Um, if you ever get a chance to to Google it, um, I would definitely want to tick that off as a as a venue to see um so that would definitely be my choice yeah it's a good choice um i remember you sending me photographs of it before um and you're right it looks it's phenomenal it's a it's a it's like stand it's a nice standing looking arena um but yeah it would definitely be a nice one uh john i'll come to you next end where would you choose out of all of these locations out of all the ones that are there, there's only one place i think we absolutely have to go it's caraviche yeah, Paddy Ronka's current team who have qualified for the chl next season with their first playoff win um, Caraviche fans were just about the best visiting fans we've ever had in Belfast getting the opportunity to take a few hundred Belfast Giants fans over to Caraviche and kind of reciprocate that would be absolutely amazing let alone the potential tie of having Paddy Ronca still playing for them now admittedly I don't want to play against Paddy Ronca but <laughs> playing in Caraviche, a team that we know, um, and a, a team that I mean, we're, I think we're on par with them. We are definitely on par with them, and that's mm-hmm. a potential big away win in the CHL. 
I would absolutely love to go there. Let alone, I'd love to have them back. Yep, good choice. Uh, Aaron? Yeah, I'm going to let my stomach actually um, decide <laughs> where we're going. <laughs> uh, we're going to Munich, lads. So we are. Um, the reason for that is I've got um, my sister and her husband go to Munich quite often, and they rave about this restaurant called Beer. No, R- Beer and Ribs. Ribs and Beer or Beer and Ribs. And I swear, I think it's the only reason that Dave goes back to Munich is for this one restaurant. I think it's his favorite restaurant of all time. I want to try this restaurant. Out, so we're on Munich. <laughs> well, you know, I want beer and I want ribs. It's as, it's as good a reason. It's well, lovely. I suppose what about you, Martin? Martin then? Fond, fond memories of Munich. Ah, uh, we do have fond memories of Munich. Um, I guess why not choose your, your stomach? Because my choice for where I would want to where I would want to go for my choice is um, pretty much kind of similar. It's more not food wise, but it's more of a somewhere that I somewhere I want to choose somewhere that I that I a country that I've never been to. Um, so that's kind of where what's kind of leading me to kind of think like where I want to go. And Dave, you kind of had it like. Davos um, is a really good choice because I've never been to Switzerland. That was one area that I kind of thought was like mm, Switzerland might be a good one, but I was thinking Zurich maybe. Um, but Switzerland was one area. But I really want to go to. Um, I've never been to Austria, um, and I would love to go see the Red Bull Salzburg. Um, so I would love to go to Salzburg. Um, and again, it's just a, a pure selfish reason because I've never been to Austria, and it's one of the countries that I want to take off in Europe that I haven't been to. Um, so my choice this sounds being, like an awesome road trip. It does, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Salzburg is my choice. Um, Red, Bu- Red Bull Salzburg would be the choice for me if I could choose any of the teams that I want to go to. Um, Okay, guys, thank you very much. Um, hopefully that answers the question. What's it? Mark, tell us who you want. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Tell us who you want and anybody else, let us know. Give us your thoughts. Tell us where you want to go. Um, tell us where your, your preferred uh, choice will be next year uh, when it comes to the CHL and who you hope we draw against. Um, guys, we have one more uh, section um, for of the podcast that we, we always do before we end the podcast. And that is, of course, uh, handing our part, uh, hand it over to Aaron uh, for our ABCs of hockey. And everyone's asleep. <laughs> Sorry. So this we, we are coming to the end here. And there's not it's not a big exciting one to be honest with you. It is the letter T. Um just like normal guys, I'm gonna throw it out to the room first. Can anyone think of anything that related to hockey to do with the letter T? Tape. Oh, that's Tape. Where I was going. Oh, that's a nice one. That's a good one. There's only there's only one other obvious one, and one of us has to say it. I'm gonna say tripping, <laughs> and that's what it, I I had my hint lined up for you, John, uh, which was going to be another referee signal. Does anyone know the signal for tripping? <laughs> All right, you're gonna to have to describe. Like, use your words. Swiping the angle. <laughs> use your, swiping the angle. Take the knee. <laughs> <laughs> So, with both skates on the ice, striking the right leg with the right hand below the knee. That is the motion that, that, that John uh, just just done there for a podcast. Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We should, we should point out that through this entire process, I did not realize that the YouTube function, the recording, is not working. So, I have taken this entire podcast as being a visual medium. I'm really sorry, everyone. 
<laughs> Letting down all our fans again there, John. Yeah. No, all oh, seven shocking. all seven of the people who watch us on YouTube are gonna be raging. <laughs> yeah. So tripping is that is normally a minor penalty. Um and it occurs when a player places their hand, their elbow, their leg, their knee, their foot, their stick, whatever. Uh, in front of a, an opposing player that make, might make them fall or lose balance as a result. I put something in front of you that would make you fall over. <sighs> okay, there, what, John. What, what, what would that be, John? <laughs> and but with, charming good nature. But and charming with good that, nature. Charming, charming good nature. With that, we will move on. Aaron, thank you very much uh, for the letter T. Uh, we are coming towards the end. Um, soon enough um, I, I don't know if we'll get there before the end of the season the regular season but uh, definitely this this year we'll get to the end of our ABCs um, thank you very much at some point at some point guys with that that takes us to the end of this week's episode um, as usual we will uh, as usual you can check out our previous episodes check out all of the content from this episode um, all of the links and everything that we talk about will be on our website at door14hockey.com uh, let's give us a list wherever you give us listen to any of those podcast providers that you listen to us on be that uh, apple android google whatever it might be give us a, a thumbs up a five-star review whatever that might be uh but leave us a, a review um and let us know how we're getting on uh check us out on our social media channels get involved send us through your questions join the chat put through your nominations uh at door 14 hockey uh, at door 14 hockey on all social media channels that's facebook twitter and also our instagram uh i think guys that's it for this week so we'll just sign off i'm marty i'm dave i'm john I'm Art. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>